And welcome back to WTF and Von Adil, where whalers on the moon, we carry our harpoon. But there what ain't the no hell? whales, so we tell tall tales and sing a whaling tune. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes, yes, there's no whales on the moon, but today we're going to cover mechanics. And that's a, a thing that's over the moon, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is actually, at least in my mind. You do know that reference, right? I, I, I don't. All I know is that there was like some sort of rhyme happening. I assume it's great poetry. Oh, it, it's, it's from Futurama, but that's fine. Oh, yes, he's still the greatest. It, yeah, completely, completely bypassed me. You didn't know there's whalers on the moon, Fox? Uh, no, I didn't know if that was like some sort of like crazy metaphor. Well, they, they, you know, they carry a harpoon. Anyway. With Spicy and <laughs> The Fox Danger. We did it. Yes. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, man, apparently there is. Okay, are we doing it now? So how are you? I mean, this is off to a very awkward start. I, we've lost our mojo, apparently. Dude, I feel like we've entered this like kind of like inverted world. Where I make a random intro every time and don't tell anything about it, and you just kind of have to figure it out. <laughs> I just don't understand until it's happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no Mulan this time. Well, I'm glad. Fox out. All right. Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, so <laughs> I've clearly lost it, apparently. Uh, but no, I came off of a, a pretty intense week of school. Um, I've been talking about school a lot on the preface to these uh, these podcasts. And I finally am on spring break. And I did well in the, the class I was in. Uh, absolutely smashed that project. So that felt great. And I uh, took some time off, spent uh, uh, the last Saturday with uh, some buddies. I had gone out for quite a while since, you know, whole COVID thing. And uh, it was actually really nice to get away from everything. So um, I'm actually feeling pretty good right now, man. Uh, how about yourself? Well, uh, you know, I've been joining pug groups, so that's always a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I've been either soloing Shoal B on Blue to get some uh, segments and some hides or whatever when I'm just, I've been letting my key item go to waste and not using it at all for the past couple months. And, you know, oh, I, I kind of want to get segments. Yeah, you know, even after they release segments, I'm like, yeah, you know, and even after they release DNMs, I'm like, yeah, you know. So I've been joining pug groups and that's been disastrous. I, I'm starting to write names into the blacklist so I'll never join their groups again. Just oh, stupid no. stuff. Like, why are you a puppet master running around in the SU-5 weapon and not deploying your pet? And your pet with the pet path weapon is doing less than 1% of the parse. 0.8% of the parse for the whole run. And you're using a pet-based weapon. Get out of here. Just No, you're wait, not, wait, you're not wait, a puppet wait, master. Wait. Get out of here. We're, we're still talking about Odyssey, right? Yes, yes, it was an Odyssey. And it, yes, oh, man. Yes, yes, that was that was King Gaklog. And I, oh, so KG's alt. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect a whole lot. Yeah, I figured it was his alt, especially when we wiped and he was J-0-ing for no, or he was uh, Takali and crossed the floor for no reason. He could have already raised up where he was, but that's fine. Awesome. You know, other runs where the bard is a dual box uh, and not doing anything. So I go, hey, could I have Fo Servente and Mini? Nothing. They don't give me anything. Just just nothing. The white mages are bots. Those, it's it's terrible. Those songs aren't programmed in. Come on. Oh yeah, it's great. Especially when you see a macro. Please don't move until songs it's like, dude, come on. It's just can you can you do something? Can you be a bard? Maybe you should actually like try putting together a ragtag static and at least just doing a static for this like one thing, you know. Uh, it helps a lot, man. I'm my timing is not something that's conducive to a static. I get you. But uh otherwise it's been over two weeks uh, since the vaccine, and I haven't had a bottle of wine in over a month, and I didn't have anything in those two weeks between uh, that to get my immune system proper time. 
So I got one of my favorite wines here. Let's uh, pop the cork. Woo, that was actually really fucking good. That was a good pop, man, yeah. That was a solid pop. All right, dude. What do you got? Uh, Wolfo Estate Cab Franc. Or as the people Excuse from Long, as the people from Long Island call it, Wolfer Estate. Oh, all right. It's a Long Island winery. It's very good. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's. Oh, you know, there's something I don't know if I've done for Funk Works yet. He's been asking about it. I'm supposed to harass you about the fact that when you were quick draw kiting at level 75 and you were trading your cards, you could have just used the bizarre function. Yeah, I just didn't do that. It's it's as simple as that. Like honestly, I, I probably just didn't even think of it. Uh, harassment complete. You've done it, Funk. You blow a hole in my amazing story about mid-air flight refueling. <laughs> Didn't have to be, uh, you know, a tip to tip there. It could have just been a long distance uh, exchange of throwing cards. <laughs> right. Uh, other question here. After last time, are you wearing pants? No, absolutely not. Okay. Let's get this OnlyFans going. So you want to get That's into right. this segment here? We got an email from someone. Yeah, that sounds great, man. Do you want me to read it? Uh, Let's see. No, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll read it. Yeah, there you go. Come on with your bravado. Heard you like getting mails on the last podcast. I am a player on a low pop server that mostly solo, so there are fewer pugs. I used to play bard and have horn and harp, but now I don't party up as much as I would like. The purpose of this mail is to ask for a recommendation on a job to play alone and have fun while not soloing the top NMs, but having fun. Thank you, Spicy and Fox, for all the fun times. Hearing your segments and point of view. And they didn't give us a name. Well, that's cool. Uh, thanks for getting back to us. All the same, though. And I have to say, your voice makes mine sound like absolute trash. It makes me sound like King Galka's mule trying to do anything. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'm sure it's like sliding across the floor and shit. Yeah. I mean, I, the guy's name was Cloud FFS. So I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes with this run. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm yeah, glad I'd we recommend. uh What's that? I was going to say, I'd recommend Blue, of course. Oh, yes. Um, Blue is pretty solid. Uh, I actually have my most success on Ninja of all jobs. Um, Beastmaster is pretty deep, too, um, but it really requires some buffs uh, when you're when you're approaching any timed content. But Ninja can generally get there in time. You have a lot of different damage sources. You usually don't take too much damage incoming. So uh, it's a lot more friendly and probably a little less gear intensive, just a little than uh, than Beastmaster, at least my point of view. Yeah, otherwise, besides Ninja and Blue, you and I were talking before the show about this when I go, let me check before we go on. Because last time also we went on, we got an email I didn't check, and it was it was about someone offering intro music, so we don't have to say I'm Whalers on the Moon. But <laughs> uh, that is apparently taking time. I haven't heard back at this point after uh, an exchange back and forth once, twice. So I'm, I'm Oh, hoping. yeah. Those are the, the, the intros that, that you shared with me that one time. Those are actually really good. I'm just a bad They didn't feel decider. like yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, you know, if they if they hit us with something like really chill and and kind of low key, like I don't feel like the the intro music really has to pop. Jesus, <laughs> that's gonna be our intro. Is some, some... Uh, boy, my my huge dogs freaking out about stuff driving around the cul-de-sac. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so when it comes to like intro music, though, uh, I'm all for having uh, you know something a little more like low key. It, it can be kind of ambient. I think is what I'm looking for. I don't know if you're looking for less change addiction. <laughs> okay if if you're familiar with the song anyway by them uh I, I don't know i'm a folk metal guy throw a violin in there and some nice calmness i don't know, I don't know. It, it's it just it can't be like very poppy electronic youtube intro i don't know it's just i don't like that i'm with you on that man like i, I honestly feel the violin is uh, pretty underused 
It is great. Oh yeah, for sure. If I you, used to play it a little a long while ago. They use a violin when they were making the thong song. But did they really? Yes, they contracted the uh, they contacted then contracted the guy who was uh, part of making the Star Wars music and all that, and he uh, you know they said what they wanted, and he got a little violin, and that that bit of the thong song there is uh, from him. What a what a legendary undertaking. Yep, let me see that thong, the thong, 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 thong. Ooh, I love so, the way this segment goes. Outside of Blue Mage and Ninja, we were saying Pup, or I mean, I wouldn't really recommend Summoner because that's that's a specialized solo. Uh, so Pup or Beastmaster also, but they're going to take a lot more work, especially Pup, to get to where you're doing stuff. But they can be very cool, and the challenges uh, involved in winning with those jobs, they certainly can win. But it's not like when you throw Ninja or Blue Mage at it, which is very straightforward. It's going to be a roundabout way of you got to figure out how to handle the pups ai gear up the pup you know everything else going on there then work in tandem with ai and beastmaster is you know similar but not as ai based and no matter what you choose to it's going to take a lot of like learning and work at it you really got to you know focus on what you're doing because it, it most everything that's relevant is timed and like the, the timer is really your greatest nemesis like most of the time you can wear stuff down um, but to be able to do everything efficiently enough is going to be, you know, just a, a real process of going in and just failing a bunch of times. So don't get discouraged. I'm discouraged. This wine wasn't as good as the last one, but it is still good. Oh, must have been a hot year. It's better than my water that I'm having. Ah, uh, you know, is that from the fridge? Yeah, dude, it's uh, still crisp and delicious. So let's uh, get into the the mechanics here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and dump the preface here. Uh, so we've, we've had some feedback, especially from like the pup episode and things like that, where people are like really weird about what we're considering tanks and not. I'm not here to talk about what jobs are tanks. And I absolutely hate the, the endless rhetoric. I actually put that in the note. Puppet master. Um, uh, yeah. I, and, and like all the ideas that fuel why that's important. It, it doesn't matter what makes your job a tank? Like just because your job is designed as a tank or isn't designed as a tank does not mean that it can't approach the content how your group is set up to do it. So just go do stuff and be awesome. Don't worry about you, the definitions. It's not important. Um, also, uh, I'm going to use Rune and Paladin a lot as examples, but this is not an episode about Rune or Paladin. It's just a, kind of an idea or like a mindset when approaching tanking content from either of those jobs. So to kind of put that in perspective, um, what I mean by a Rune is more of a competitive style tanking method where you're competing with the DDs around you um, to try to make sure that you're, you're constantly building hate faster than them. Uh, whereas a Paladin is very good at starting out ahead of the, uh, the melees and mitigating that, uh, that incoming enmity loss. Uh, so you're, you're looking to minimize the damages, whereas the Rune is trying to maximize the damages against the opponent, if that makes sense. So they're, uh, one's more of a support-oriented and one's more of a DD-oriented when I talk about those mindsets. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's uh, I just want to talk about uh, the tank mechanics themselves and you know how to be a tank. Uh, I see a lot of people asking me questions about tanking specifically, and the idea is to try to make this a, a trilogy about the mechanics of the game. But I don't know if we're necessarily going to get to that just yet. I mean, especially you're still uh, hashing it out. And uh, I was very I proud of you, Fox, for making an outline. <laughs> you have a funk work style outline here. And... You're, you're right, I do, and I just need to be less lazy about it, honestly. Also, now that you were talking about tanking and this and that, and I'm looking at the outline here, you know what came to mind? What's that? Tanking on Blue Mage with Evasion. You know what else comes to mind when I say that? Oh, the Odyssey segment that we kind of missed where I wanted to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I even went about, about Odyssey, and I went on about it, and, uh, you know, you uh, forgot to mention how great your Odyssey run is with Blue Mage. Man. 
So I should have asked you how your day was first. So then it would have naturally went into me just not talking about real life and talking about me, what I do in game. Uh, so yeah, my party uh, used to do the, yeah, before we get into the tanking thing, uh, my party used to do the standard, you know, uh, tank and, and spank situation where you're just like taking a warrior through and letting them kill everything. And uh, we saw a video from that mischief guy um, that I spread through my group and Talk we took his, time, yeah, his three man multi-box and we, t and I took that idea and spread it into a party of blue mages where we were using three blue mages and then a uh, Corsair, a bard and um, a red mage. And that method was pretty good. We were using like triple cruel, bo cruel joke uh, to clear floors and stuff um, where I was actually a healer blue mage and the other two were DPS spec. And I was basically just main healing the run myself. And it, it was it was pretty solid, but a little messy. Um, it, it really took some getting used to. And I still don't feel the runs are optimized yet, but we got about 6k segments. And we only killed like one fetter. Like we just murdered so many, so many families, which is weird to say out loud, that uh, that we uh, just were able to just blast enough, uh, enough segments to make the farm worthwhile anyway. Killed so many families. Dude, that evasion is real. Like, you get to about 1,300 evasion, and most of the mobs in there can't touch you. Is that for all floors, or is it just get noticeably less evasive as you go up? Uh, I think I had the most refined sets. I was at about 1,340, and on the last floor, I did die once like a chump, and it, it does get a little bit more weird up there. But I think we used our soul voice too early or something like that. Um, you want to save your soul voice to the end, and you want to make sure you're getting the mambos. And... Yeah, you shouldn't need it at the start. No, no, definitely not. Okay, well, there's a way to refine that. That'll well, make since, break. since then, um, I actually found out that we didn't need three sets of cruel jokes, even with the core resets and stuff. Um, you actually need two on rotation to kill most of the mobs. So I went back to Scholar as my role, and I let the other two blue mage just stay specced as DPS blue mages that do cruel joke and evasion. And um, the regen five and Brava plus their evasion sets just made them gods in there um, when it came to like killing regular mobs as well as being able to just pull things. It's, it's, it's pretty effortless, honestly. And I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Blue has tools to benefit from having mobs around it so it can do stuff like Cruel Joke or anything AoE, whether it's Sleep or anything, it can, you couldn't nuke because of the AoE penalty, but uh, just any job now with Nayame will be able to get that evasion set with Bard Song support. It's not going to be like having a thief or a dancer or a ninja or something running around in there. But at least you'll have the ability to fully gear up any evasion set on any job in this game now. And let's just hope people take it and run with it. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, evasion hasn't been talked about since the 75 era. Well, I mean, if you really want to talk about evasion, I actually uh, geared up my ninja with, some of, the, with uh, some of the ideas behind the blue mage pulling. And I was able to get my evasion like somewhere around 1600 with mambos. Yeah, it's not hard it's to get that high in those gross. It's surprising uh, to me, too. And from a design standpoint, that SE made Shoal have lower accuracy. I mean, it is fodder mobs. These technically, I was going to say, compared to Divergence, where the accuracy is much higher. Maybe it's because Divergence are NMs and these are kind of like fodder mobs. Trash mobs, if you will. <laughs> but, Digging up that old shit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, that came to mind. So, back to the mechanics. Yeah, back to mechanics, though. Um, so, tanking means a variety of things. I'm not going to nitpick it. Uh, so I kind of have this broken down into a couple sections here. Uh, like I want to talk about just a lot of the mechanics that uh, most tanks should be familiar with at first, like the actual like numbers based stuff. Um, the the main one in question is um, the CE and B, uh, and their basically that's the cumulative amenity and the volatile amenity. 
And those do cap at 30K each. So you're trying to get to 30,000. And whoever's at the top of the hate list of that combined number, uh, which would be 60,000 if you're at the very top, um, has hate on the mob. Or if people are tied, it's whoever did the last action. So that's very uh, that's a very rare situation, by the way. Um, a lot of people think they're actually capped on amenity when they're really not. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty hard to get there. I think like the Wave 3 boss is the only one you fight long or you fight for long enough where that's going to be the case. Or maybe even some Master Trials. Uh, but the enemy mechanics in there work differently too. And yeah, I was going to say the enemy mechanics for master trials are different because of the way. Yeah. So um, I, I want to touch on that very briefly. Uh, one of the things, especially some of the older players, uh, the, why they think they're they're like meleeing mobs and they're reaching enemy cap because they're hitting the mob so hard, uh, is because a lot of them are used to the uh, the pre-item level days where that enemy calculation is a lot different and you generate a lot more enmity per hit. Um, most of what we're going to cite off of here is also going to be from the BG page on just Emnity. So if you just look up Emnity BG and you click on that link, uh, you'll be able to find like all the equations and stuff that we're going to be referencing as we talk about this stuff. Ooh, we're getting interactive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might as well, because I mean, this is a lot of mathy stuff and hitting people verbally with mathy stuff is awful. Yeah, so I'll be here to blunt that because I am very not mathy. I'm going to try my hardest not to not to kill you all with words. Murdering families, Fox. <laughs> right. Uh, so volatile enmity. Uh, we talked about this uh, when we had Martell on before. He he ran over enmity uh, pretty quickly with uh, with the whole paladin discussion. Um, but you want to keep in mind that volatile enmity decays at 60, uh, 60 enmity per second, and it's not doesn't work on tick based system like the rest of the game does. This is per second, and then uh, your CE or cumulative enmity is uh, detracted or reduced in a few ways, and that's where if you're uh, if you're enfeebled, you lose M8, I believe it's 80. Yeah, it looks like 80, even if you get resisted. Or like if you take damage, it's 1,800 times the amount of damage taken divided by your maximum HP. So if you've ever heard me rattle on about, hey, hey make sure your maximum HP is good, that's part of why. It's not your current HP, it's your maximum. So even if you're like in yellow, it's it still cares about like how much total. So CE, keep those in mind. And I mean, I don't know how much we're going to jump around here, but... I mean, obviously, I mean, not, I mean, obviously, the primary hate gain for DDs in this game is going to be cumulative enmity. So their CE gain is going to be what they're gaining enmity from versus most tanks are going to be very deficient on CE. Yes. Um, a lot of the uh, earlier um, abilities for enmity were also VE based or the volatile enmity based. And uh, a lot of what people think of when they, when they just immediately think of uh, enmity generating tools is usually like flash or provoke. And they're very different things. And uh, most abilities in the game, when they're like created to grab a mob's attention, will actually have higher VE than CE. In fact, I, I don't really, I can't really think of one that has a higher CE than VE, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, but you, you really want to know what your class has access to when it comes to uh, what tools you're going to be able to actually pull hate with. So you want to keep in mind how those things are reduced. And um, when you're building Enmity, you kind of want to try to learn to keep track of it in the back of your mind. Um, hey, I've done like X amount of flashes. I know my flashes, you know, provide like this much enmity. Like you should really calculate it out if you're like a serious tank. So you have a general idea of how much enmity you've built up because you do want to change the spell you use. So you're not, you know, um, providing like VE spikes where you're already capped on VE, for example. Like you don't just don't need any more of that. Like it's better for you to, to use like blank gaze instead where you have like, a higher uh, a CE rate and a faster CE rate that you're pulling. Yeah, blank case may give five times less VE, but it's giving 320 times more CE than provoke. Absolutely. 
And I mean, just by the nature of how provoke works without any extra enmity tack onto it, like by the time provoke is up as a timer, it's already worn off. And I know a lot of DDs that don't actually have enmity swaps for their provokes. So like if, if an emergency happens and people are like, oh, we'll just start provoking the mob, try to build hate that way. You're, you're actually like hate neutral at that point. Uh, you're actually better off not uh, resetting your attacks uh, per round with the universal job delay from using a job ability. You're actually better off just continuing to hurt the mob to try to pull hate than trying to use provoke. And something like uh, Invincible, which if anyone has played since 75, they're always go, you know, use Invincible, pull hate back. And, you know, it, it's... <laughs> It's pure, it's what, 7200 VE and 1 CE, so it is pure VE. VE, <clears throat> VE is the easiest thing to cap in this game. And yeah, it, for sure. a peanut in my throat. I was choking on a peanut, Fox. Whoa, were you all right? Yeah, you know, there's a nut joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I'm trying to power through it and just couldn't. Calm so, down, chew. Shaforzo, actually, what makes Rune cool is Shaforzo actually gives uh, 1800 CE. Instead of, you know, it gives the same VE, but it actually gives some CE there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it'll generally pull more hate. Like, I, I, I actually almost never use Invincible. Um, usually, Invincible would come up, like, if I'm on Paladin, it'd be because, like, something went wrong. And I don't want to bleed hate. Invincible is much more valuable for your ability to not lose CE upon hit. Whereas a rune can use uh, Sforzo to spike Enmity and still mitigate some damage that's incoming to itself. So uh, there's, like... You, you, people tend to think of the tank one hours as ways to spike hate, but they actually have two very different uses despite the enmity that they generate. And intervene isn't tested on auction house, it's a blank value, not auction house on BG, it's a blank value. So I wonder actually if invincible they probably never change the value, but maybe, maybe when they re release the second one hours, maybe it's worth testing if they actually did more than just keep it one CE. Because if Rune Fencers does CE, maybe they change Paladin, but I doubt it. Well, with Intervene, I, I think it's uh, just based on the damage, like like the actual shield bash is. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's just me guessing. That's what it, it feels like, even though I hate that phrase uh, whenever I have to intervene something. But usually, oh, and this make, is going to come up later on. That makes sense. Cause it's intervene. Subterfuge, and it's 1 CE, 318 VE, it says, which is a very weird value. Yeah. And like something like something like Subterfuge or even, you know, Intervene or something like that, like you're using that as a debuff. You're not really using that as like, a, yeah. um, that's, yeah, it's for. Well, but this month with the Tom Barry's constantly resetting hate, I get to the point where I use anything. That's fair. That's fair. So like if you're, and, and you're a rune fencer though, right? Yes, I only have a couple jobs. Okay, well, I was making sure you weren't like trying to tank it on Dragoon or something. Uh, no, um, I'd rather tank it on Blue Mage. That'd be fun. Yeah, actually, I think that'd be pretty sweet. But uh, but the Rune Fencer or any of the DDs or anything, they're going to have that perspective where it, when, when a hate reset goes off, they have to try to get it back on them ASAP. Like, uh, that's the kind of job where um, you have to try to mitigate those hate resets by overcoming them and building yourself back up and hoping someone doesn't die by then. Um, whereas anyone who has reactive abilities like a Paladin or even a Blue Mage would with heals knows that uh, if you get hate reset or someone pulls hate off of you, um, you can actually continue to support them until you either get hate back or you can just, you know, white mage your way through the rest of the fight, honestly. Yeah, that's the, the difference in philosophy, I guess, there between Rune and Paladin is reacting versus being proactive. Absolutely, and yes. Rune's very reactionary. Even its abilities are based on that. Gambit and Rake are great for hate, and they're also great for, you know, things happening. You see skill chains going off between your DDs. Even if you don't know what properties are, you can pick the right element and improve the skill chain damage by using Gambit and 
what yeah and one of the things when it when like say a paladin's in a group or something like that um when that comes up is if they've lost hate and other dds are taking damage well they're subject to the same ce loss and ce again is their primary way of building hate they're subject to that same ce loss that the paladin would be but they don't have all the mitigation tools that are stopping them from bleeding it as quickly so with the paladin keeping them alive through like cures or anything, um, it's actually beneficial for your DDs to pull hate every once in a while in longer fights because you're wow. able to manage the enmity more often. So let me tell you the story of one of my Shoal Sea runs. <laughs> there is a little Tartar oh named Godly, and Godly is wearing warrior gear plus two and a sock pot as breastplate. And I think a Dulcanis or whatever. So but Godly is wearing those kinds of things, and Godly runs out into the group of mobs while I'm on tank. And Godly is fighting a mob on his own. Godly gets beat up and killed because Godly doesn't use DT on Warrior. Same thing, oh, no. same thing with the Tumult Curator NM. Uh, the Samurai, I say, it's a demon. And I'm waiting, and I go, like, you know, maybe now it's 20% of the mobs come off. I go, use a circle. And now the mob's at 10%. The circle goes off, and the Samurai dies because they're not in DT, and they didn't bother putting up the circle as soon as they were dying, you know? So DDs and that get hate don't often especially from pug groups i mean when you're in your static that's one thing abject or hide or anyone they will know to use a proper set because they are yeah you know responsible players these other players who i don't want to make judgments but they just don't do it and every time they die at this point i just start checking people because they almost never are in a dt set when they die and them getting hate is very problematic in my mind because as soon as i see them like uh oh they're gonna die and if they die the fight kind of really yeah. stops and that's where an episode like this is actually important for DDs to listen to. Um, there's a lot of people who don't, and I'll shut that off here in a second. Oh, Fox. Come on. Oh, man. Stop, streamer mode. We're talking about being responsible here, and you don't put streamer mode on every time. Come on. I always, I always forget. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Okay, so... That's where um, Southern Dragoon is really awesome, because even if you got a little more DPS out of Berserk, it's not that much more, in my opinion, as opposed to especially getting high jump. I mean, you won't have it constantly, so if it's fodder mobs you're pulling it on, you're screwed. But on an NM fight, let's say Ambuscade this month especially, when hate resets, you want to use high jump especially, so you're not tanking the rest of the fight. Yes, and I, I'm not trying to say that it's okay for tanks to lose hate all the time or anything like that. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that it will, it will occasionally happen. And in situations where it does happen, there are different outlooks and approaches that the tank wants to uh, utilize to, to make it a benefit rather than, you know, a detriment if it does. Like, it's important that the DDs listen to this episode because they're going to pull hate. And, you know, if I've tried to emphasize anything before, it's that they really need to... <clears throat> That's on my other computer, by the way. Oh, come that. on. How many computers you got there, bourgeois? I got I got a few, okay? So, I can't do anything. <laughs> I hate everything. I'm surprised you can even hear that. You I barely can. You can't do anything, you're saying. Just hit the mute on it. I it's not like you're sitting there listening to the latest Britney Spears song. I closed it. Hopefully, it stops making noise. Well, if you didn't click exit in anyway. the bottom right taskbar, we're going to hear it again. As my train of thought is completely destroyed at this point. Remember when we were saying the episodes are getting better and we're flowing better? Eh, so much. Yeah, some, sometimes that's just actual wrong. Well, uh, so, so when it comes it's to... It's fine to pull hate, you were saying, but or fine to lose hate, but not like it's the goal. But it also kind of depends, too. If it's if you're an omen or something, uh, you know, that's that's going to be fine because those mobs are not hard. If you're in Shoal C in a higher floor and VD Ambuscade, that's different. Yes. and. You will still lose hate again. Like it just it just happens. But um, I, 
initiating the fight and like being able to super tank properly, you know, that sort of thing. That, that's where you need to know how those mechanics work to try to minimize the chance of that happening. Because when, when we look at um, the way to establish AOE hate on a lot of these tank jobs, as well as, you know, the ability to build hate in an AOE stand or stand or from an AOE point of view, I should say, um, there's really not a lot of tools. And that's why you see a lot of tanks running around with like sub blue mains. That's the only thing Paladin could use, actually. Uh, you get another option, at least to establish, but yeah, it's a, you can use Banishka, it's just not I, a great I idea. Didn't, I knew you were going to go Banishka, but I meant for, say you're going in Shoal C, you're not going to use Banishka. So you're going to kill your white mage. It, it depends on your group. Like, if you're a newer group, then you might have some issues, you know, holding AoE hate, but it's not because you, as a tank, are having issues holding AoE hate, it's because your group may not be able to seal the deal on fodder mobs as fast as you may want. And and that's fine. Like it's not your it's not your DD's fault. They're trying to improve, and it's not your fault because M mechanics exist. Um, the the problem is that as they hit the mobs, they're they're building hate. So really, like when it comes to fodder, your job is to make sure that you round up all the mobs that are in question. Like especially in something like Odyssey, you want to make sure you tag them all. And there is an upper limit to the number that you can tag. I think uh, Martel said it was like twenty two when he counted. It was either fifteen or twenty two. Um, I want to, I want to err towards the higher end because I, I, I think it was about 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely a thing. Like you can try to establish hate on like all the mobs around you when you have far more than that. And you'll notice that no matter how much enmity you generate, some will still run away from you. And that's what we're talking about. Um, as long as you keep your poles to like a family or two and you don't end up tanking the floor, um, really your, your main goal is to, to just pull them into a tight group. Just make sure you tag all of them with whatever blue spell you have. And what I generally will do is I'll cement hate with a single target uh, job ability, like like the self-target job abilities. And that should give just enough hate for people to run up and uh, melee the mobs and then be able to weapon skill them and kill them before pulling you know any more hate off. And of course, that doesn't mean you're done. Like You still have to continue to, to generate enmity with more blue spells, but then you also can do things like cure or if you're on like rune you can also start dd'ing as well but you just want to make sure that um if you if the idea is that you tank the mobs around you like you actually want to hold enmity that you tag them all like that's the most important thing and that's one of the things that i see uh, tanks kind of fail at most yeah frankly when i go into odyssey on rune it's all i have and i haven't played rune seriously seriously in some aspects since years ago when i was using it to tank slash dd in Ryzenjima against the Helms, and I haven't made Nyonic in years, because I need one. Why? Uh, and I haven't taken it seriously as a tank, outside of maybe joining Ambuscades, where you really don't have to be amazing. You really don't. Um, no. <laughs> it's, uh, since Divergence, and I haven't done an LS Divergence run in two years, so now that I'm going to Odyssey, due to the way Runefencer's defense is a lot lower... And due to the way when I ask for Faux Servente and Mini, I never get them nine times out of ten from the Bard, who doesn't care, and I already complained about that. But Ooh. I sit there and I'm like thinking about how great Majesty is and how much better it is to be able to take less damage by having higher defense and Paladin, you know, because Rune and Paladin have to use the same AoE to grab hate in there and everything and, and to keep hate. Paladin has it on such a lock there. Because not only are they losing less CE from taking less damage and maintaining a higher idle enmity and a higher HP as well, which also higher HP gives you more ability to hold hate, uh, they just are able to cure and keep people alive. Because 
what do I got? I got Wild Carrot, and I got Healing <laughs> Breeze. And while, yes, I love that when we're fighting slimes or whatever, or puddings, they're puddings, not slimes, and they do Sleepka or some other amount of Sleepka, I love the fact that the White Mage is always standing in range for whatever reason and gets slept. I can do Healing Breeze and save the day. But that's about all I can do. And it's just as far as that aspect of the game goes, it's just having that defense and everything is just such a better asset for enmity. Yeah, and I and again the goal isn't to try to compare Rune and Paladin, but you do want to have an idea of what you need your tank to do when approaching the actual content itself. And one of the things that is coming up more and more is the amount of defense your tank has. Um uh, so that's actually a really good point. Um I can tell you that and again it's not me talking up Paladin or anything, but I tend to go in on Paladin and I don't even have a Burt gang. And I take almost no damage during pulls because I got about 4.6k defense. And um, I've gone in on Runefencer as well. And I've taken, you know, very low damage on Runefencer, but noticeably more because all you're really doing is writing that 75% PDT and yeah. uh, lowering the, the PDF with the mob against you. And so the other way around, like we're used to, is just becoming more and more effective. And it's it seems like it's the way that Essie's designing a lot of content now. it's very fair because it levels the playing field for the tanks where instead rune fencers obviously lost favor but it still has it, it's rune fencer i think is going to end up with the thing where if you don't have an apple tree people don't want to invite you because i see people shouting for yag rush white mage for shoal sea which is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> things yes just absolutely ridiculous there is zero you don't even need a white mage for that a white mage no. is more of a detriment in my mind at this point with how those runs are supposed to go but nonetheless I've main healed it on Blue Mage Subscholar. Yes, I mean, when you said that to be about just Rune and Pound and comparing them, but yeah, I think about Blue Mage too. As soon as, soon as you said that line, I'm like, well, Blue Mage's Cocoon and everything and Mighty Guard are, are super big assets for for that. And well, you complained about not getting Min, and I think Min is one of those really important buffs. Like, mm -hmm. if we're talking about the mechanics of tanking, uh, we want to be able to mitigate um, enmity loss as well as, you know, just straight up not die. Like, that should be on everyone's mind, obviously. But just mitigating energy loss, like you want that tank to receive as little damage as possible. And when you have that many mobs hitting you, the CE bleed is real. Like you, you need to make sure that that's that's mitigated because people are just going to start dying. Um, so you know, if if your tank asks for a min, you should give it to him. And if you're in Odyssey and you're the Bard, you should probably already have that min going because that's not just going to help your tank; it's going to help everyone. But Fox, I get double minuet. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's what I see. That's what I say when I get it. That's that's great, man. Dimidiation, yeah. harder. I mean, at least give your Corsair a reason to use Chaos Roll. <laughs> I would just be happy even just get Gallant's Roll. That would just make me happier. I don't... I mean, you're killing <laughs> mobs pretty quickly already. If the Bard's are not going to be smart, you might as well compensate. So I jumped right into Super Tanking, and I want to point out now, I'm kind of like jumping around a little bit in the list, but when we're talking about DT and everything, um, one thing that I see tanks kind of mess up quite a bit is um, spell interruption, enmity, and how much DT they should actually have in some of their midcasts. Because I've seen good tanks explode, and I've seen um, you know good tanks not be able to hold hate on crowds the same way that they do on like regular mobs. And I, I think a lot of people may not know exactly how to approach these different kinds of gear builds. Um, and what to focus on. So what I mean by that is generally, if I'm casting something, um, I'm going to try to make sure that cast actually goes off because why else are you casting, right? So if you're being hit by all kinds of mobs, like you want some sort of toggle to make sure you're in spell interruption rate cap. And then 
when you're casting, you have a bunch of mobs hitting you. So if you go into full enmity and you drop out of DT, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, man. Odyssey will drop you. Those mobs hit so hard. They do. So, and it's another thing, too, is Paladin is such an edge there over Rune Fencer in terms of gearing options. Because if you go to the yeah. community guide, I keep Rune sets there. I mean, they're pretty up to date. I mean, the more I keep going as Rune because I have nothing else, they don't want to invite my Blue Mage with Tizona. They, they ask for R15. They should. Me, you know. Well, yeah, they should. But, I mean, honestly, if the run's going well, you don't need me to Healing Breeze. If they built around it, it'd be a lot easier. But nonetheless. I mean, quick tangent though, like when I was when I was in there as the healer blue mage, I was also the tank. Yes. And I was also providing Tenebro Crush. And if you didn't need that third cool joke, the um mighty guard there, the extra defense and regen on top of everything with Cocoon is just really awesome. It's very different and it's very underappreciated for a DD. Having, having just having another blue mage also hit you with Verve. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's so good. But yeah, I mean, either way, though, uh, so the reason I'm trying to take people down this like logic tree of trying to figure out, well, what am I supposed to do when I have all these mobs hitting me is because I I see people get it wrong and then they don't know what they're doing wrong because they look at these guides and they're like, well, I have the best enmity set here (laughs) or or I have the best. Yeah, I have the best spell interruption reset or I have the best DT set. And what you really want to do is you want to balance the things with this in mind. You want your SIR first because your spell does nothing if it doesn't go off. And then after that, you want DT, because if you die, you can't build Enmity. And then after that, you want to cram as much Enmity into those slots as possible. And sure, you might generate less Enmity, but you're also not dead. Yeah, and if you're bleeding less, then you're ahead of the game. So, I mean, if you look at the set I have here in the Rune Community Guide, you really have to work super hard to cap DT and Spell Interruption Rate on Rune, where Paladin you don't, because you get big pieces of 20 and 30 percent spell interruption rate on yep. rune you have to even change your grip just to cap and that's the pdt grip you have to throw on otherwise you're not capping ever if anything i would actually want to pair a rune fencer with one of those blue mages spec to uh support because ha- having a blue mage there just to verve the rune fencer is really nice like you can you uh, can completely change how those sets work i mean at that point aqua veil would be stopping and interrupt you wouldn't even need the spell interruption rate set but you have so many mobs you still would but i could just cast aqua veil on rune i don't need verve from a I'd rather have Mighty Guard. Well, what stops a Rune Fencer from gearing for evasion the way that uh, that a Blue Mage would? Uh, nothing, actually, because the job is actually, it's one that's capable of actually gearing around evasion, and swordplay even gives evasion, not that you're riding swordplay, but... Exactly. So, I mean, another part of tanking is knowing your content, too. Like, you, you want to mitigate these things that are going to stop you from being a tank, but then you also want to take a good hard look at your uh, at your content and say well, what does my tank need to do to mitigate this loss? Like, what what mechanic can I bend to break this content? And th- this is like the eye that I use whenever I approach like ninja to, towards tanking things, but it's not limited to ninja. Like with a lot of the gear that we're getting right now, like the, this, uh, this Odyssey gear is more exciting for a lot of things than just, you know, more damage that you get to do. Now that um, now that Runefencer is finally able to wear evasion DT gear in Naomi, yes. it may not be malignants, but it's not that far behind. Honestly, if I was able to finally get some support and get a Mambo, I would be able to do exactly what you're doing on blue, but do it on Runefencer and have more DT and bleed less CE and do a better job overall and not need to even be cured if I just have regen on. Well, I should exactly, need to, but and the Runefencer is actually going to do a pretty good job of stopping a lot of those magic based attacks that the NMs can get off. 
And I'd say the Rune Fencer is probably going to be a better tank for your, your lower end parties where your, your DDs are a little more green and the NMs when you spawn them. And I know this is very Odyssey centric, but it applies to other content too. I mean, you can use but, Odyssey as a great example because the mechanics for the entire game come into play there. NMs, fodder, yeah. it's all in one little, you know, fortune cookie of a statement here. And it, it's very easy to use that because it's very easy to understand and people have experienced it and there's no abstract here. Exactly. And if you don't have like, if you're not fully geared up, like you don't have like crazy slaughter not DD uh, that is just going to insta crush things. Like your rune fencer is going to stop those DD from taking the, the magic damage, which is the real scary damage. Like the physical damage is is cool and all, but you know it, it's going to hurt. But the magic damage is like icing on top of that that some of those NMs can throw out. Yeah, that's so, what killed. That's what killed the samurai and godly is a magical move from the tumult curator using one for all yep. would have saved them. You know, if I was being smart instead of typing their please use circle, I'd actually focus and play the game. Exactly, exactly, and you know just. Like, don't write off Rune Fencer just because it can't receive I'm not, a hit. I'm not writing it off. Just the way people set me up and I have to try and carry things a bit is much more conducive to Paladin than... Obviously, yes, if you set up a Rune Fencer... I mean, not that Paladin can do the whole evasion thing as well, but I just think Rune Fencer feels like it's more suited to the task. Not that it's a dramatic difference. That, you know, if I was able to do that, of course that'd be great. And that'd be great for Emity and everything, and the whole run would be very smooth. But just the way things are when you join a pug and you don't want to sit there and have to explain to every you know group hey could you do this it's bet you know because then sometimes it just fra- they flat out ignore you or they they're, they're have their macros or send commands for their bard already set and they're just not going to change that and they don't care they'd rather have someone else they really get another you could shout for a pal and they'd rather do that than take someone complaining and that that's why i i want to put out an episode like this like this isn't just for tanks this is for anyone who's listening who plays the game because understanding how your tank is going to function in content is going to help you build the group to succeed in that content. And I know it's more of a stretch for pugs, but if we get more people into the mindset of approaching these content properly, mm-hmm. then we're not going to run into as many of these problems. All we have to do is get people to actually listen to how it works. Yes, that's you know spreading the information for others to do will change the Absolutely. entire game, which is why this podcast is fun. Yeah, pretty much. So um, we talk about, you know, fodder. Um, if I, I do want to backtrack one more time to on, on the regular super tanking, though, and talk yeah, about the hateless version. Yeah, so the, there's a hateless version of it that, that's like the true super tanking when people think about it. And that's where you've just aggroed the mob, but you haven't caused any actions on it. And sometimes people mess this up. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a matter of understanding whether or not you've made an action on the mob. That, that's all you have to think about. Sometimes the people around you will screw it up, in which case you need to switch into the Iron Man mode version where you're actually just trying to like hold hate on everything. But when you are doing it, in order to not screw it up, your your job is to do literal nothing to those mobs. Divine Might 2? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Divine Might 2 is a, uh, a level, it's a level 99 high tier battlefield. And it's, that's a very important point because it's very hard for tanks to hold hate in there. Uh, your DDs are just generating way too much enemy per hit. And it's actually better to just super tank those mobs, uh, just just stand out there and take as little damage as possible while supporting yourself. So any actions on yourself are fine. Any actions that you do on the enemies, bad. And if you do an action on, like, let's say you're a paladin and you cure the white mage, if the white mage has has done any actions on the mob that your, your party's fighting, you then now have enmity on that mob too, even though you were just tanking it hateless before. So it, it's kind of like a trickle chain. 
And you always want to keep in mind, you know, is my action that I'm doing affecting the mobs that are around me? And if the answer is yes, you probably should rethink. But that's just the whole true super tanky. I mean, oh, any any, any outside stuff, so a UNM, a Master Trial, uh, you know, any of those high-tier battlefield, uh, essentially, if I'm recalling correctly, I was trying to look it up, which is why people hear the Windows Find function recording, because it, it oh. returned the result, and it gave me the bling. Um, if I remember correctly, it was any M monster that's over level 100 or spec to be that way, even though everything technically is level 99 with higher stats. To eliminate level correction and other nonsense in the game they're spaghettiing around, is um, those mobs that are higher have a different enmity gain and decay uh, versus you know the lower level ones that are ninety nine or less technically, and they don't you don't keep or build enmity the same. Yeah, so basically the the one the thing you have to you really want to focus on is that you're not building less hate on those mobs. You're actually building the exact same amount that you normally would oh, like if you're using like actions. It's enemy generator from dealing damage to enemies level one hundred or greater will no longer accumulate as quickly. That's it exactly. Yeah. So when you're fighting all this like gauge fate stuff, um, that is over level like it's like level one nineteen and higher. So like you're you're getting like an, an adjusted like lower rate of enmity gain on on your hits as DDs. When you're doing that old content like the uh, like the divine might two that spicy was talking about, uh, those are still level ninety nine mobs. Like they don't have that correction. So it's it's not that you're generating less hate on them. You're generating the same amount of hate. It's just your DDs are generating almost double the hate that they normally would with every swing. And I know I sound very stupid now for them reading what actually happened versus what I was trying to describe. I knew the end result. <laughs> I know very clearly the end result, not just because I try to tank it, but I know the, very clearly the end result from the change that happened. This happened back in 2014. Uh, it's just that I didn't know the exact way to get to the results I understand. So I understand how it works and, and how to deal with it. Can't really you just got to try and hold hate. There's no, nothing you're really good. You're not going to suddenly deal a lot of damage like your DDs as a tank to keep more hate off them with your CE by damage dealing than they're doing. It's just never going to happen. So well, I mean, it's not it's not going to happen. But you can at least try to keep it off like the white mages and stuff. Got to work a lot harder. Yeah, off the white mages, yeah. yes. And tranquil heart's great in that case because it makes a huge difference <laughs> outside versus. I know you hate tranquil heart, but it makes a huge difference outside versus you know Asha mobs or things like that. Ambuscade. One of the one of the main things that I would look at is rather than trying to um, spam something like atonement, I would actually be trying to do savage blade on those enemies instead. Yeah, you're gonna do savage blade in the master trial. Uh, well, for, for unafraid of the dark, sure. But uh, when well, you're, yeah, yeah. you're doing, let's say you're doing the Valkyries and uh, uh, Alexander and Odin, <laughs> you never, you don't well, want you'll they'll die in your weapon skill set there. Uh, otherwise, it's not a great set. I don't know. I've only. I, I wish I could actually um, reattempt those as paladin. I've only done them as rune fencer, and I've only done unafraid of the dark as rune fencer and ninja. So I, I don't really have unafraid a lot of, of the dark is so easy there. at this point. It's not even worth being called a master trial. Even when I did it, when it was I new, know. people were doing it in forty minutes, and it just felt very easy compared to everything else. Where even to this day, black and white too will just kind of is it two or is it just black and. Black and white. Is, it's it's black and white. Okay, black and white is just still kind of a nightmare from all the mobs and all the mechanics going on there. Yeah, it's a, it's a real time constraint. Time is your main issue on all but like the groups that, that have like refined it to the point where it's just ridiculous. Like um, the the monk strats that came out are, are pretty strong, but like Ooh. as far as I haven't heard about the monk strats for that, but I'm sure it's just send monks at it and don't die. Oh, sorry, black and white. I was thinking sealed fate because I got sealed oh, fate. Oh, okay. 
Did you do Sylphate? No, but I need to. I keep I've, trying to I've get it together. It. We, we oh, talked okay. about this before. It's been a couple months or three months now. You know, because my group talked about doing it too, and they they want to. They would probably be okay if we brought you in for that also. But what about so, Felgar? I not to worry about it. <laughs> I think I think he's good to go. I think he said something about not having room for for weapons that were level one or something. Uh, oh, that's right. He's got he's quirky like that. Okay, so you know, I, I spent a lot of time about super tanking. Oh, Fox! What? Nothing. Nothing. I, I thought. Did the thing go off? Yes. My, my laptop is closed. I told you if you don't. <laughs> Does your laptop not shut off when Discord. you close the lid? Discord's the devil. It should be. Well, it that, should be asleep right now. I have a I setting know. on mine where if it closes the lid, it doesn't turn the laptop off. It's in the power settings. It's a basic thing. Maybe you did that. Here's what I'll do I'll just unsubscribe from everybody, and then no one will send me messages anymore because that's what's happening. I, I could see you being like, you know what? I'll just unplug it. And then five minutes later, bloop. Fox is a laptop. Right. Screw it. I'm going to go be alone in the Himalayas where these Discord messages will never reach me again. Okay, read to everyone anyway. what the Discord message was. Read to the class, Fox. Share with the class. Uh, let's take a look. It is Fell saying congratulations with a bunch of like emojis after. What? Congratulations for what? He's not coming to sealed fate. We just determined this. <laughs> it looks like one of the people in my group uh, finally got uh, an enhancing magic duration plus 10 piece. Oh, yes. Yeah, so someone said that in the Discord earlier that they're still stuck with 9%. That was awesome. Yeah, well, I think, I think that's a different person, but oh, th well. this person here, I've really been trying to common. help them up. Yeah. So super tanking's covered, yeah? Yeah, I would say that uh, that's pretty well covered. Just understand your situations, you know, rewind to this a little bit and re-listen to, I don't think you know, how to handle hateless. Well, I'm just telling the people that <laughs> if they need, that if they miss the hateless part, because there's not a whole lot to it, to just kind of like rewind it and kind of listen to how that flow goes, because it's pretty easy not to mess up once you understand. So, you know, there's a lot of right-wing people in this game. So if you're trying to super tank and not Iron, mode tank, Iron Man mode tank and have to do <laughs> stuff, just remember, white power. Don't let the mob go anything but white. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure someone will not like that. I, I'm sure too, man. Uh, There's no other appropriate so situation we, I could ever think of to say white power than don't claim the mob. I, I, I'm not even sure it's appropriate then, man. Anyway, so uh, I got a section here labeled not so super tanking. And um, this is where you're up against a boss and you're supposed to hold hate off of uh, your DDs. And, you know... You kind of want to take a look at the the mindset that you have when fighting a single target. So, like this is like most of your gauge fate mobs. This is like your dynamis wave two, wave three bosses. You know that sort of thing, uh, where you want to make sure that they don't turn on your DDs, so your DDs can continue to mindlessly weapon skill things until they explode. So, what your job is is to hold hate off of them, and then also to mitigate the incidental damage that they would receive as well. Uh, those are your two jobs as a tank. I mean, frankly, even if they don't get dirge, which makes things you know, safe and mindless for Wave 3 or even for this Tom Berry Ambuscade. Just giving your tanks or Vente will make a big difference, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any amount of enmity adjustment that you can do um, that goes a lot. Yeah, the, um, I, doesn't it act like uh, the additional effect on, like, Burt Gang? Or, I uh, don't know about that. I just remember that it's about one-third of your enmity decay is erased. Or not erased, but reduced, so you have one-third less third of uh, one -third less of a decay of enmity. I assume that's CE and D. Which for V would be very nice too. Oh, that actually sounds like thirty three or plus thirty three enmity. Honestly, mm, the way that, BG that has it, the, uh, the way BG has it was okay. I'd actually like clarification on that. Hopefully, Martel listens, gives us feedback on that. I'm sure he's tested it. Uh, enmity lost degradation. 
uh, it goes up to 42 minus 42 percent well uh hopefully that is an outside factor and that's not just straight you know plus enmity because your positive enmity in your idol set also affects you that way uh so when you receive a hit um if you have up to plus 100 enmity uh in that in that set that you receive that hit in you're gonna receive it's basically going to reduce 50 percent of that value off of the enmity you would have lost so let's say it causes a, a hit that, that gives you like a, a 70 enmity bleed if you're in a full plus 100 enmity, you actually only lose 35 CE instead of your 70 CE. So that's how that works. I'm going to ask um, Martel and... while we do this. Maybe we'll get back to it. Okay. Because he is definitely, for how much enmity testing he's done, I would just say it's 40% less enmity decay to CE and VE per, you know, for second for VE and for, you know, per hit for CE or any other action that lowers CE. So I'm actually going to use um, the, the mindsets thing. Uh, for how to approach these single target NMs. And I'm going to say like the Paladin Rune version, but um, I'll just use the example of Martel in this situation. Like Martel and I tank differently, but we get very similar results. Um, he's a much more physical Paladin than I am, and I'm a much more support-oriented Paladin. And both those, those methods are perfectly fine, by the way. Um, but uh, he's actually going to be more towards like the Rune side of, uh, of the way that you want to have your mindset on, on approaching this fight where you're actually going to be competing with the DD the whole time to make sure that you're constantly doing those actions and constantly building that hate. And I mean, that's your, that's your job on, on a tank anyway, but it's not the only way that you can go about it. That was Martel. And you don't have streamer mode on, do you, Fox? Because Martel says it's a reduction to CE loss from damage taken only. Nothing affects VE loss rate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I actually meant uh, CE only if I said VE also. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, I didn't mean to say VE if that were the case, so I'll go ahead and amend that right now. But um, that's cool to know. But basically, so if you're going in there with that with the, the rune fencer or the competitive mindset, um, you're going to try to uh, do as much damage and and try to uh, uh, try to generate as much enmity as possible while racing the DDs in that situation. Whereas if you go in with the support mindset, um, you're probably going to start out pretty far ahead on enmity because you're going to do. Um, a combination of uh, the combination of job abilities that I mentioned on Paladin, where you shield bash, uh, you then Sentinel, Divine Emblem, Flash, and then you can follow it up with other things like self-target, Cure Chief 4s, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I swear that's on, but it's still going to keep popping off because people won't leave me alone. That's Yeah, that's not even in our Discord, so that's definitely... And on BG, it says your VE loss as well, so hopefully we'll just have Martel go edit that real quick because I'm not logged in and don't feel like it. Fair enough, fair enough. But, um, We're doing good, Fox. <laughs> right but basically what you're looking at uh when it comes to tanking that single mob from either of these mindsets is that if you're if you have the method where you try to stay ahead um you want to mitigate as much incoming damage as possible and that actually takes precedent over your ability to generate entity because you are so far ahead you can still build at a very re reasonable rate and not lose it because you're not going negative on ce very much like uh, you're, you're not bleeding as much of that hate through the um the, the damage or enfeebles that are that are being inflicted I think um, the hardest thing for people worrying about enmity mechanics is in this game is how much VE they have and maintaining it properly because um, just the fact that people keep spamming flash or provoke, which frankly I can't even really see being sub-warrior in a tank much anymore, but fine. Maybe Defender is helping you. Whatever. It's fine. Cocoon's <laughs> better. Whatever. Um you know, just seeing them use flash and provoke constantly when you don't need more VE because you can get VE very high very quickly. It's needing to spam yeah. blank gaze and other things to give you CE to keep you up against the enemies, uh, against the DDs, because any damage dealer in this case 
uh, it's going to eventually, their VE will eventually surpass your total hate because their CE will get high enough that your, you know, your VE and CE will not be outnumbering them. You know, there's a there's a trick I actually um, taught some tanks to do a while back, and that's uh, your game has like macros with all these different slots and stuff, um, and you only need one line to to make something fire off. Like it's just MA flash T or however you go about your target system, and then you have like five other lines below it. You can use one of those lines as just a manually typed echo where you've done the math on how much enmity your flash gives out so that it at least pops up in echo form and just reminds you of how much it is. And then you can keep a general idea of your VE and CE tallied as the fight goes. Just make sure it's you know filtered so it's always on top. Frankly, I'm not savvy enough to make an on-screen display like some of these Lewis have. But honestly, if you have your sets giving a number and you do an action in that set, it could give you a value that gets added up on your screen there because you know the, like the pup or the corsair one has oh like a, a summation yeah a, a, it could give you a summation it could just add you could have something within your lua it would take a lot of more professional coding than lua's has but the lua's typically have i meant to say but you could definitely you could really easy mode your ve in this game you could have it automatically deduct and everything maybe even just an add-on but the problem That's with an add-on is you would have to manually because in gear swap if it was built into your gear swap you could take each set and have a value assigned to it as long as you keep those values updated per each set because my spell interruption set is a different value than my, you know, normal enmity set. And you could have a, a tallied value that is kept completely accurate. You could theoretically make it very easy, but none have that that I've seen and I don't know how to make one from mine. So it'd be really cool. I may actually do that with the rest of my day and tomorrow. You, oh, hmm. That's interesting. I, I actually hadn't thought about putting it in the Lua. Like, I'm so manual about things that, um, like, I know my VEC values on most of the actions I do on my jobs, and I just keep an approximation in my head to know where I'm at it's as to know to when they, like, about, change spells. You know, I when I'm in Odyssey, suddenly the, the bard or whatever died because they were aggroed at the fetter somewhere by something behind <laughs> me that I didn't see and didn't know they were getting hit by because I have filters turned off for party members taking damage because my chat log would be flooded sometimes by stuff so i just don't have it on so i didn't know that this bard was about to die because i'm busy worrying about <laughs> the two dds in front of me i see the white mage to my left on the corner of my screen and the bard standing back there so i didn't see this other person is dying and died because i'm like oh, i didn't know you're directly behind me i couldn't see you so well i mean i guess that's part of the decision making process while on tank too like you do want to be mindful of those things and you're doing it right because that should always be at the forefront of your mind like when you're super tanking in situations where there's that much fodder running around, I don't generally tend to care as much about how, how like high my CEV is. Yeah. Because I got a pretty good method I use where I establish enough hate that DDs can usually kill it before they take more than one hit. And if not, I'll cure them. I hooked in there, you know, like a little hook to grab all the mobs <laughs> while they were invisible or we going for the circle. And I thought I had them. Sans, the one caster in the back that was hitting someone. And then I flashed that one, and I'm like, okay, I got them all. And then suddenly they died to one, and it ran in front of me after I killed them. I'm like, ah, there you are. I'll just claim you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not a great tank. Well, I mean, sometimes there's so much going on that you can only yes. expect the tank to do so much, right? Like, there's there's a reasonable amount of interaction that, that someone can make with this many targets on the screen. What would be it's reasonable is if you're looking at a tank's back, and the tank has a bunch of stuff in their screen, it's very reasonable to assume the tank is not looking behind their head because their camera does not go that direction. It'd be very reasonable to run in front of that person and help them out so they could do their job. 
do you know what I do? I just bring the mob to the tank. Because all that was in the log was Ola. And I'm like, okay, someone's saying Ola. And, and then suddenly they go, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is it like about to die or whatever? And they died. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Ola meant help me. Uh, apparently it does. Okay, but yeah, do, do the do the tank a favor. Like, just bring the mob over to them. Um, you should have enough of a DT set to where you can survive the, you know, eight Yalm journey. I'm sure it'll be okay. Frankly, I would just much rather be an evasion tanking Blue Mage in these Odyssey runs. I just, I would so much more prefer it to tank that way. It's actually really nice. I've, I've, I enjoyed it quite a bit while I was doing it. Um, I just found that it just wasn't necessary for me to fill that role. Yeah. But uh, if you're the only blue mage, you should absolutely spec yourself that way and, and do it, dude. It's, uh, it, it's really smooth. It's surprisingly smooth. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, you're so going back though. You're, you're fighting a single boss. Uh, you just want to make sure that you're either staying competitive with the DDs, meaning that you're going to need the same kind of DD buffs that they are, and you have to have a game plan on your tank to be able to dish out the weapon skill damage that those DDs are doing on top of being able to still throw out your, your enemy tools because that's what's going to keep you ahead. Like, if you just do the damage that the DD next to you is doing, there's a chance that you're probably not going to be the one holding hate, right? And that's also very unreasonable to ask of a tank. Like, most of your tanks aren't going to be able to do damage like that. Um, even Lionheart runes, like they they aren't gonna get there. Like the the Kaladark is probably still going to beat you. Frankly, if groups were built in a better composition, say you bring a dancer and don't need Hasso because it really doesn't give you much when you're capping, you know, that five percent of miss swings are actually with two any weapon, it's not five percent, is it? It's it should be it ninety nine for one hand, ninety five for the off hand, and it's what, ninety nine for the two handed weapon as well? It should be 95 for two-handed. Okay, it's 99 so on hand-to-hand when you have impetus up. Okay. Now that I didn't correctly remember all the details around that one, <laughs> I mean, just Zanshin from, from the sub is not giving you much there either. It's really not. So if you took a dancer for Hey Samba, every DD in that party could be sub-Dragoon. So generally there should be no reason, even in this ambuscade, without having a bard to give you dirge or something like that, uh, where hate reset happens, there'd be no reason you can't properly keep it from being on you the rest of the fight by having high what a, what, out of curiosity what attack gives hate reset it is virulent stab i think it's, does it's, it pass you to semi it i don't know that i i mean not like everyone shouting for a ninja tank although i do they see for some be. reason a lot of people shouting for marmokrebs or whatever the the crocklar or whatever that gives the katana and vengeance 10 all day today i'm like i guess someone's trying to multiple people in different groups are shouting to augment that katana so maybe there's a lot of ninja tanks good. in the uh, wings out there coming good i hope so uh yeah i have that katana it's extremely good it does everything you want it to do even has defense even has defense but that's another situation too like um we may have bumped you know ninja off of the strictly tanks thing and put it into the the much more desirable hybrid role um but sometimes you just want to be able to mitigate um, things like uh, enmity resets and things like that. And and things that are blocked by two semi-shadows, like no job does it better. And out of all the jobs, Ninja is actually the, the king of not bleeding enmity. It actually just generates and doesn't really lose it. Like, sure, it's still going to lose it from like being targeted. Sure. Theoretically, yeah. I mean, if played perfectly, yes. It's usually not going to lose it. You're, you're still going to lose enmity from like, you know, enfeeble effects, that sort of thing. Um, but you're not you're not really going to lose CE any other way because you're not taking damage and your shadows leaving you in Yonin, they aren't going to uh, they aren't going to decay any CE there. 
And you know what's great about this whole topic, Fox, frankly, since I keep bringing up pug groups, because, you know, as our emailer says about, you know, there aren't many pugs or whatever, but on a server where we play, there's infinite pugs just everywhere. Just pugs are like, you know, shamrocks in a field here. So a lot of the missing pieces to these groups that would make them go from being either we're super strong, we're just going to kill it, nothing bad will happen, which is the general mindset of the pugs. The missing pieces here are the people slash the leader forming the group understanding enemy mechanics and how they work and understanding that, hey, if someone is a ninja or, hey, if I could find a ninja and not have this problem of hate reset or bleeding enmity or anything going on here, or, hey, if I give my tank proper uh, buffs here and ask the bard to do it, because a lot of times the bards are just followers and just sing the same march, march, you know, min, min, or maybe a madden there to make it really fancy. If if they're feeling super super exotic, they might do a uh, a sentinel Scherzo or whatever. But just knowing these things and how you can build group compositions to eliminate any sort of down, it doesn't matter how fast you run through it with your DPS. If someone dies because you built the group for glass cannoning, which is the general mindset of the community, if you understood these mechanics a little better, you would not have that downtime ever, and you might average a better time, frankly. Because you can be really strong and have these mechanics understood about forming a group a certain way, asking for a job like Dancer to provide the missing uh, job ability haste from Hasso and things like that to give people other abilities. Whether it's even sub-ninja, who knows? Just anything you can do, because outside of Meditate, you're not getting much from besides Store TP from your Sam sub. Hasso is the big winner there. So, I mean, just building the group in a, in a proper fashion... Or at least Honestly, in our minds, or my opinion, a proper fashion can really take advantage of all these mechanics and make the game much more interesting and much more uh, smooth. Honestly, if if hate reset is that big of an issue in this ambuscade, and I, I remember it from before. It I don't depends on your group's DPS. I've had groups that are slower and you have more hate resets go off and things get crazy. I would just bring your traditional tank to tank it and then just bring a Yonin ninja as DPS. Uh, yeah. Because if they, if they lose hate, you now have a Yonin ninja with hate next, and they don't care, and they'll you just know, wait for them. I've never been able to find a ninja that's not you that I can be like, hey, can you go do as much damage as possible while keeping Yonin on? They go, nah, fuck that. I'm going to use Inan and I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to get daddy's love. Okay, so, I mean, I get that you get a, a greater crit rate and all, but, like, using Yonin isn't that big of a DPS loss, honestly. you're It's accuracy. like negative 30 accuracy. Like, if negative 30 accuracy is breaking you, you should probably rethink your build. <laughs> or your buffs, but Just yeah. Just saying. Or your buffs. But I mean, yeah, you can control with bard songs. I mean, that's the most practical the approach. The bard songs are so good. Yeah, the, most people should use them properly, honestly. But if you, for whatever reason, can't go without your DD songs, like, just bring a ninja there to Savage Blade and just keep them in Yonin. They'll be fine. I had a bard Savage Blading today screwing up my skill chain potential on Dragoon. That was fun. I saw that. Yeah. It was pretty great. So anyway. Okay. So yeah, tanking tanking single mobs. Uh, most tanks have this down, but sometimes people still ask questions. Just to quickly recap, um, just find out what type of tank you are when you go to tank things like that, and then just maximize your ability to do it. Uh, and just putting it as simply as possible. So if you're the type that will just basically put your party on life support while they bleed their enmity away, which is generally the way that I'll do it if I lose hate on Paladin, which I don't very often, but I don't care if the DDs pull hate off of me because every hit they take, I get to keep them alive, generating more enmity, and they get to lose enmity from getting hit and they're not in plus enmity gear. So I'm usually cool with that. 
Um, but you can also just go the route where the, you, they just never take thread at all. And, you know, you don't have to worry about what kind of paper they're made out of. It just depends on your group. So just what evaluate sort of paper. it. Find out. If you're godly, you're made of a wet paper bag. Yeah, apparently. It's a taru, man. Got taru, you know, glass bones and paper skin. And yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. just try to approach it with some common sense. If you're a group leader listening to this, like know what real expectations to have on your tank. I hear a lot of tanks think that they're bad just because they lose hate, but that's just bound to happen. It's what the it's what your tank does after they've lost hate that makes them a good a good tank or not. You know, if it's like peeing in the ocean, Fox. Sometimes you get self conscious about peeing in the ocean, especially with the people <laughs> around you. But it's not your fault. You got to pee in the ocean. It's everyone's job to work together. Deal with that pee. That that's that's right. Thank no, it's you, not. Man. You pee in the ocean. You're an asshole. Don't pee next to people. But no, I do get very self-conscious when I lose hate because the metric for everyone's smooth brain of tank good or tank bad is tank need hate. If tank good, if tank lose hate, yep. it is tank fault. We need better tank. It's always whether or not they hold hate the whole time. And it's always like how much damage do they receive throughout the fight? Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I wouldn't have to work nearly as hard in these pug runs, and it'd be a lot more enjoyable and relaxing if I could take less damage from having proper buffs. I'm not <laughs> even using a, a, the omelet sandwich because I get 60 more defense with a black curry bun, and that helps me a lot more than the four enemy ever would. How about that one, Fox? I know you love Do you your get more? Or do you still get as much HP, though? I get like 20. I, I don't need the HP. I need the defense to take less damage and bleed less CE. I suppose. I still love omelet sandwiches. I know. I would use it if I had enough buffing, and it's not like it changes things one way or the other. I mean, but still, it would just be nice to have enough defense on Rune Fencer because if you compare the jobs there, Rune gets like mage and light armored DD gear. It has yeah. very bad defense. My oh, pup's yeah, defense is. is probably close to my Rune's defense. Yeah, in fact, I was actually looking at it, and the defense I had on Blue Mage with Kakuna was around the defense I had on Rune Fencer. Yeah, that's why outside of Crusade and certain job abilities, Blue Mage is poised to tank just as well as a Rune Fencer. The problem is, uh, you know, when you change all your job abilities around, you don't have all your, you know, DPS traits and not your job abilities, your, your, your spells around, you don't have all your DPS traits and everything. And the problem becomes, yeah, I don't have Crusade to give me an advantage or anything else. And I have no job abilities to help me pull Emity and, and to do more, so... If it wasn't for that, Blue Mage would be, frankly, for most content, not high-level NMs because Runefencer still has the ability to parry and, and, and mitigate elemental damage and everything else that goes along with it. But a blue sub rune does get a high parry rate. You get 20% just like a thief or okay. anyone can. Actually, no, he doesn't have terms like to get 15%. But still, it would be poised to be a great tank, and it's just, you know. The defense. You'd actually, you'd actually be surprised how much hate I was generating on Blue Sub Scholar um, when I would the round up and stuff. Yeah, dude, uh, the White, white Wind hate. and a Cintiq Burst with a with an actual like enemy set on it. it. It did perfectly fine off against other Blue Mages. Well, the the great thing I about hate. Actinic Burst is that it gives 180 times more CE than a Flash, and it gives the same VE as or now it gives less VE. It gives 1080 instead of 1800, but it gives that CE boost. So you're able to you know, outside of gaining a nice amount of HP off of it and some auto-refresh if you set another spell, you get more CE on Blue Mage than you do. And I, I there's got to be a different way. It's also way AoE. Of, yeah, it's, it's AoE as well, which is what's great. But there has to be something with White Wind because it feels like, it can't just be Tranquil Heart. It feels like there's some different calculation for Blue Magic and Midi because White Wind will just 
eat up hate if you're spamming it. Like if you go to Telly's and spam White Wind, you are going to get monster hate. Oh, I think it's because it's not based off a healing magic skill because that's what factors in again with Tranquil Heart. Okay. So, so tra Tranquil Heart lowers your enmity based on how much healing magic skill you have. And because White Wind is independent of that, I don't think it actually has that factor, even if you have the Tranquil Heart uh, uh, trait. I'm going to say, based off pure memory alone here, Healing Breeze is influenced by healing magic skill, just like Magic Fruit is. It's just that back in 2014 or so, since this is seven years ago, I'm trying to remember now. So, <laughs> you know, can't remember what I had the other day, let alone seven years ago. I'm going to say when they were changing the white enemies calculated by spells from healing magic besides Tranquil Heart, yes, those white mage spells generate less enmity from my memory banks here, if that's correct. And blue mage, blue magic would be exempt from that, just like when they nerfed the enmity on Dispel, they did not nerf the enmity that the spell used to have that Blank Gaze has. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was I even longer ago. That was like 10 years ago they nerfed uh, Blind, Bind, and Dispel enemy. I just know that uh, Healing Breeze... Um just felt different than using you mean white cure. wind yeah or white wind yeah it, it felt a lot like when i used paladin to aoe cure except for whatever reason it just seemed like hate was more solid because all i was doing was alternating well i wasn't alternating healing or not healing but white wind but i was just spamming ascentic burst whenever that timer was up and when i wasn't spamming that i was just spamming phantod you well yeah phantod's actually great because phantod is what is that 640 or let me check uh, Phantod's great because it's CE and VE. It's, yeah, 320, 320, but it's just nice to because it's such a quick recast and cast. The cast is half a second without fast. So it is a quick cast and recast. I use Phantod on Blue Mage as a DD sometimes if the fight's going south. Let's say you're having a bad time in Wave 2 against one of the bosses or something, and you're not dead on Blue Mage, which hopefully you're not because you should be one of the last DDs standing. I've used Phantod to help keep it away from the mages and just to build up enmity back, well, even while weakened, just to have something, because I'd rather go down than have the backline go down. They can raise me again. Um, just that's a really great thing to do there. And honestly, now that Paladin has Majesty, if I can go into theory crafting for half a second, even though I hate theory crafting, <laughs> if they give Blue Mage a spell for AoE healing, but from between Healing Breeze and White Wind, that was sub job accessible. Even though Healing Breeze is pretty up there. Hold on. It's like, I can get up to like 240, 300. No, it's a cure too. I mean, level wise. No, actually, no, it's only level 16. If they give a AoE healing move, the problem is a mob would have to have it. If they gave one to Blue Mage, it would be the greatest ability to level the playing field, in my opinion, for Rune Fencer versus Paladin in terms of majesty, just to have that AoE ability to gain hate from caring would be very nice. And to, to kind of like reiterate the, the the preface to this too, we're talking about Blue Mage from like a tanking sense right now um, for the same reason that, that I mentioned those things in that preface. Like there, there's points where you as a group need to decide whether or not you actually need a, a real tank in your party. Like this is a situation where we're actually bending the mechanics of tanking around a job that's able able to do the job it does not mean that again that blue mage is a tank so i just wanted to say that real yeah quick. blue mage is not a tank but it is more of a tank <laughs> than a puppet master frankly well it what it does is it does the job right now that, that we need it to do um and in this situation it is act it is effectively tanking what's going on even if it wasn't designed to be. the way you could buff a blue mage up either with defense or evasion i would much rather frankly if the group was helping me out i'd much rather be on blue mage for odyssey farming and tanking than i'd ever want to be on rune fencer in there because it'd just be much more effective for the way you it's can real abuse the mechanics. you can do it 
Um, in fact, I, I want to circle back also to um, the whole SIR thing that I was talking about before. Uh, now, to now, what people should know is that I specifically made sets for my Blue Mage to do these things while super tanking. Um, so just like how you would decide that SIR is your most important stat and then followed by DT and then followed by, you know, your enmity and everything like that. Um, on Blue Mage, it, it would be different in this situation. Like, obviously, evasion is the mechanic that you're breaking here. So that should be first and foremost. So you want to keep your evasion rate. And then after that, you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing whatever the spell needs to do. So in like Healing Breeze, for example, um, I manipulated my accessories in such a way that I actually kept the you same white wind. wind. Yeah, I you don't keep know why saying Healing point. Breeze. So, so when I'm doing White Wind, for example, um, I'm still keeping Cap DT and I'm still keeping like my 1300 evasion but I've manipulated all my other accessories to be able to give me plus HP. And this is where something like the Bunzi Rod really shines um, and Sakpata Sword, because that's actually the combination I use when I'm on blue support. And it gives me like an extra like 100 HP, gives me 40 more MP, and most importantly, it gives me 30 cure potency on that, on that rod, um, among other stats. And that powers out a majority of the slots that you really need for White Wind. So I can still keep about 3k HP when my White Wind goes off, but I'm still in 1300 evasion. So just take another look at your sets. Again, decide, hey, this is what the content needs from me in order for me to pull this off. And then you decide how to build it from the top down. So you're like, I need evasion first. And then once that's checked off, what can I do with the rest of my slots to make this work? And that's what you should be asking yourself whenever you're trying to tank content or try to mitigate any. And even if you're not trying to, if things go south and you're in the winds, the wings here, uh, and you're ready to jump in because things have gone poorly, I would say Ambuscade is particularly relevant. Uh, and it may only be relevant for a Blue Mage because it has the tools to save the day. A Dancer would as well. Because um, yeah. a Dancer would too, actually. Because Dancer does save the day. But Blue Mage gets better spell interruption rate gear than a Rune Fencer does even. So uh, it, it's it's funny how it's more set up to do that, frankly. Yeah, you get like a solid 20% on the legs, don't you? Uh, the AF legs... Besides having higher defense than the Carmine legs, I'm just I'm not even checking that. I'm just gonna say this is the case. It's 134 defense in the legs, and it just sounds good. Because the HP on the legs is also 103, which is better than That's most better than pieces Carmine. Rune Fencer gets. And then the spell interruption rate is 24% for the blue AF legs oh, plus three. Oh yeah, it's just a great piece. And from that, you know, you can build around the set there, but Rune Fencer kind of gets shafted. It gets Rune Fencer gets Taeon, it gets Carmine, it gets the if you don't have regal gauntlets because they never drop, even then, uh, it gets the what is the Zata piece of gear? It's like leather hands that are fifteen percent. Oh, rawhide. Yeah, yeah uh, rawhide hands, which are just. Uh, and you get the only new piece of gear you get is that mage piece of gear for rune fencer for spell interruption rate, the Agwu's head or Anglu, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, that piece, and it it has more defense than Taeon because it's just newer. Well, uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to go back to talking about the Blue Mage part because again we compared, you know, what Runefencer could do um the same way that Blue Mage can. And I mean, you're you're still going to want to find a way to keep your Aqua Veil up and I, I really think that keeping um a Blue Mage around in the same parties that Runefencer to give them verve is really important. But you could actually just go full on evasion just like I did with Blue Mage and uh, you know, as again, as long as you're approaching the content with a goal in mind and it's actionable, you can probably make it work. So you don't have to approach every single content like thinking that you need a Paladin and that Paladin should not be showing up in like a full set of Soveron or even just a full set of Sekpadas and calling it a day. 
Like you should actually be tailing the gear sets to what your needs are at hand and what the comment or and what the content has to provide you as far as the challenge is concerned, because otherwise you're not doing it a service tanking for the group. You know, we always talk about how blue gets verve, but frankly, without verve, blue gets a dramatically better aqua veil than rune fencer does because it gets plus one from the legs, the, sh- the shittier setter wells that rune can't use. Oh yeah. It gets plus one from the uh, old Abyssia rope, the Enfitakos rope, whatever it is, um, which is also spell interruption rate down 12%. So you could technically, not that that's an ideal piece to use, but you could save some inventory there if you really want to. It gets another plus two from the Almeric Coif, and it gets another plus two from the Regal Cuffs. So that is, what is that, six? You get an extra six interrupts yeah. on top. So you get like an extra, you know, Verb is what? Like 12 or so interrupts. You get eight normally with Aqua Veil on blue. Which if you're is Aqua Veil. Yeah, and it's it's super potent. Rune Fencer does not get, it gets some pieces, but Rune Fencer does not get that Aqua Veil plus like blue does. And if you're a savvy blue and like you realize that you can use this sub job, um, you can actually diffusion that all the time. Uh, you aren't going to give the bonuses, obviously, but you can at least give that same Aqua Veil that you're casting on yourself to other people if you just sub Scholar. I, I put it in Rune Fencer on Auction House for Aqua Veil Plus. Outside of any augments, I might not be able to recall at the moment. I don't think there's any Aqua Veil Plus augments in this entire game. The only piece Rune Fencer gets for Aqua Veil Plus is the Nibiru Fossar, which is uh, the Fossar is the, <laughs> the great sword. That's awful. <laughs> yes, it's awful. So, I mean, honestly, Blue Mage's Aqua Veil is super solid without Verve, and frankly, getting that unbridled learning back, which I would just not, if I had plus eight and was building around that, which would be not hard to do, I wouldn't even use Verve for that because I could use it for Mighty Guard. Uh, one thing I will warn people, though, uh, especially since I don't have a Tizona, and also like what I feel is optimal in this build doesn't need a Tizona either, um, because Sekpatasaur, or using Bunzi's Rod and Sekpatasaur is actually a very good combination for this particular blue build. Um, you are going to need not only refresh three, but you're probably going to need a, a PNS mobile also. Like the amount of MP you go through is very. Yeah, ridiculous. well, White Wind does eat that up. Oh yeah, and you don't want a lot of the melee to get MP too. back all the time. Oh, I know, I know. It's just you know something that that some people may think of is like, well, I'm just going to use Tizona in this situation because I know that I can get MP back, but you won't always have the chance to. I mean, do Magic that Hammer is super solid. A lot of mobs have MP in there, but you can't always count on True. that. That's exactly correct, because some of those mobs will also resist magic. And for those who don't know the stats of the Bunsies rod offhand, um, because why would you? It is a it is a very nice rod for Blue Mage in general, because it's more powerful than offhanding uh, the Kaja rod for nuking, but it has 30% cure potency on it, which is, you know, very nice for it's making huge. a really cool cure build. Yeah, it, is, it means that you don't have to spend a lot of your other slots on, like, uh, cure potency. And honestly, I didn't even max out Cure Potency on a lot of slots because, again, I wanted to keep the objectives in mind. I wanted to make sure my evasion was solid first. So that's what mattered first always. Yeah, and I mean, caring for more gives you more enmity. So as long as you're healing that HP, if the person's full, you're not going to get HP. That's actually something I don't think people know if we want to do enmity mechanic on that. If you cure and it does a lot and their HP is already capped, you don't get enmity for all the extra you didn't cure for. (laughs) True, true. I mean, that's that's kind of a Paladin-specific thing. Uh, most of the time, but yeah, it does apply to, to Blue Mage as well, and yeah, you only get the hate for what you cure. So you do need people around you to take damage in order to build hate if you're doing it in that way, and that's, again, it goes back to the mindset of the tank you're using. It's, well, if you're planning for that kind of enmity build, um, you're actually controlling the enmity of the party very well, because if they're getting hit, they're losing hate, and if you're curing them, you're gaining hate. And, you know, when it comes to curing, if you're only facing one target, it's amazing enmity generation. 
to be able to lower and raise yours, lower theirs and raise yours at the same time is great. But if you're like against multiple targets, though, that you're on the hate list of, it is going to be split evenly among all of them when you do that. So it's less effective from an enmity standpoint, but you're still keeping the party safe and you still want to make sure you're always going to be the Coast Guard when it comes to protecting your party as a, as a tank. I think that's one of also the least known things, too, besides... You know, everyone knows you don't get, I mean, I would hope everyone knows you don't get enmity for what you don't cure for. That should be common knowledge. Paladin cheat, cheat, or cheat cure sets are a thing for a long time now. But yeah. uh, enmity being divided between everyone when you cure, if you have multiple opponents on you, is something that I don't think many people think about. And also with White Wind, maybe it doesn't divide that because if it's very noticeable, maybe you're not dividing enmity with White Wind like you are with normal cure. Maybe that's built into the cure spell and not built into the blue magic. It'd be interesting to find out more about because there's I, I don't something really going on that, there. I, I honestly don't think that blue spells have really or blue mage has really been tested much at all past you know the archaic days of finding out what all the spells do. Oh, I just remember years ago how White Wind on Koryu or Tellys or something would really grab hate. Yeah. Fenrir, even Fenrir especially is when I started using it the most because with uh, back in years ago before Ambuscade or any of this stuff when Fenrir was a thing for I needed the Lupin cape for Aftermath up on Tizona because I had one it was new for me but I knew I needed that cape because it was like the only store TP cape Blue could use at that time in the game. Adelon existed but Ambuscade did not and Fenrir would do AoE uh, what is it? Lunar whatever and you would hurt everyone i'm not a summoner i don't remember the lunar move is it like the little it's probably lunar bay yeah lunar bay is the one it would hurt everyone and i would compensate in my pug runs uh because the healers kind of weren't great i shouted for which is actually how i met carrot was fenrir i needed, <laughs> I needed a white mage that's how i met her um was using white wind and i would just tank the hell out of it when i used white wind a couple times nice nice that's well, only yeah, one mob I mean... though but and understanding these things, things like that, especially um, whether or not you've actually set out to tank as a blue mage. Um, one, one thing that I like to do in my parties is I like to have um, a tank when I'm approaching content. And then what I, a DD or, or some job that can do it that I consider not necessarily an off tank, but like the DD that I wouldn't be sad if also had hate. And then I like to have like a real DD in there as well. So like I think that Blue Mage fills that role really well, and if you really understand enemy mechanics and you're not the actual tank, you can do the party a service by still performing your role and hybridizing yourself enough, tying into the what we were ta just talking about before, hybridizing yourself enough to where you're still doing your job as a DD, but if something happens with that tank, not all is lost because you are the next person in line that has hate. So if they get hate reset, well, guess what? You have it now, too. You understand enmity mechanics, and you can pseudo-tank while they're getting back on their feet. It makes you a better DD and a more valuable player. I always spend more time than I you know, reasonably should and really push my sanity to the limits here when I try to make a DT set because I want to keep my DPS high, and I want to keep my damage mitigation as high as possible without sacrificing much you know, DPS. And I really just try to rack my brain around different setups and everything. Just hours will go by sometimes where I'm in the spreadsheet doing stuff, working on the guides and stuff like that, just trying to think of any different sort of combination of things, buffs, debuff, you know, just, just trying to work sets around. And it doesn't need to be that in-depth, but just putting some thought into it. You can really build sets around certain pieces of gear and certain events. And, and you know, even our understanding of things is still changing because that Martell uh, development uh, in the Paladin thread recently about 
uh, uh, magic evasion and elemental resistance and how magic evasion caps and elemental resistance takes you past that cap and is required to fully, well, not fully, but just to give a resistance to damage and everything beyond magic evasion, which is partly why I think SE made Sakpata's gear have so much evasion. You know, we look at magic evasion and go, wow, that's really broken in heavy DD gear. They never get that before. <laughs> but we also, I think they want to make things more difficult and which is why we're taking more damage. The mob's attacks are higher in, in Odyssey. I mean, the rate at their ambition versus what the, the content they're putting out is another thing entirely. But defense has mattered more than it ever has in this game's recent history. At least I can't say ever. I don't want to make definitive yeah. statements. But for years now, defense has not mattered, which is partly why Rune Fencer was so cool. Who, who cares about defense? We're just going to kill it and have hate. But now defense is mattering a lot more. In things like Odyssey, it is clear how important it is, and in Divergence as well, clear how important defense is now where it hasn't been. And Magic Evasion uh, and Elemental Resistance, they don't have a lot of Elemental Resistance gear out there for all jobs. The Carrier Sash is one everyone's you know uh, going after now because Magic Evasion, no one knew for all this time, caps, uh, or at least appears to cap and to resist further. You need bar spells, rune, you know, enhancements, things like that mm -hmm. to fully resist status ailments and other things like that. So I don't think we could ever really, I mean, maybe you could test and see if you've capped your magic evasion rate, but it looks like it caps the same way other things do in this game, of course, and putting oh. on those uh, elemental resistances, you know, everything. We laughed at how status resistances were nerfed against NMs and weren't as effective, but if you're already capping magic evasion, they're going to be the absolute greatest thing you can put on for any tank or DD or anything in this game. Well, obviously, a good white mage is going to be the king of providing those status resistances because it's just going to be a, an absurd boost on top of your already high magic evasion. But I don't think that we can scoff at even the sub white mages or scholars or of the world anymore because even adding 150 to 165 uh, magic evasion to an element is going to be more of a bonus than that carrier stash would have given you. And yeah, I mean, you can you can resist other elements at the same time by wearing gear like that. But if you know what element is going to give you trouble, like don't ever like look down on a bard trying to provide you bar spells where you aren't getting them anywhere else. Like that's still better than uh, just a straight up carrier stash. Well, the point of the test was even just adding fifteen from the carrier stash uh, showed a very quantifiable resistance increase that was not possible by only wearing pure magic evasion gear at the S. So even just a bard, yeah, uh, if you don't have proper magic evasion, yeah, you want the best bar spell possible because it will combine with it and, and give you the ability to resist where you couldn't with purely gear alone before. But just even having any, any quantity of it, just 15 is low. So you could just say even having greater than zero uh, is very important for mitigating effects and resisting so, effects and not having effects on are also part of enemy mechanics because resisting is part of a CE. If I pull it up on the BG page, well, you'll still lose CE for resisting it, but the 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 big thing is is you won't be disabled. Um, whenever you get disabled by an effect, be it like sleep, terror, uh, petrification, um, you not only have lost that that eighty CE or it's it's a pretty trivial amount in the long run. But it's also stopping you from gaining CE or making yeah. other actions that could protect other party members, like through your your buffs and stuff, um, like ramparts and your your one for alls. And you can't do that this stuff month like is that. paralyzed, and when I'm paralyzed on Dragoon, I have to use remedies paralyzed. because the other people will not use Paralina on me, and I can't use jumps. <laughs> yeah, and if you if you can resist that, that's great. That's actually the the most important part as a tank. Like if you can if you can try to resist those enfeebles. Try to make that build do that, uh, especially if it's a if it's a prominent part of that fight. 
because it's not about, you know, getting it off of you or being annoyed that it ate your job ability or something. Um, you're literally doing nothing while that's on sometimes. Well, fine. You, you can't afford to have that eaten. Do you know why I'm not going to resist it on Dragoon? Uh, because you don't have the uh, Naomi set? Because Well, I actually have access to it. I just haven't bought it. I, I, oh, I've okay. only cleared two on Amazon. La Bumba is one of them. I said last <laughs> time Omar uh, invited me to take that win. It's not a hard win at all. It's pretty interesting on... Uh, it was really zero. easy, yeah. But you know the reason I'm not going to resist on Dragoon? Because Acro Gauntlets have 26 magic evasion. Oh my god. Fucking They're a heroic pair of gloves. That's what, the whole reason I have to make an Ayame hands just path A and only that one piece is because 26 magic evasion and Acro Gauntlets. 26. It's a theme, <laughs> Fox. I'm keeping with the theme. And one magic defense bonus. 26. That is it's pretty low, man. That's That's almost nothing. You're right. It is almost nothing, especially in terms of, you know, what we're looking at now for gear. So, what, for certain. so what's left in the outline? I mean, do we have sub jobs and HP plus and everything here? We've talked about bleeding uh, and wearing HP plus helps you gain more enmity. I mean, we fully talked yeah, about we HP plus. About that. Well, I did. I ran through at the start the um, the equation for mitigating enmity loss. And basically, the, the more, more HP that you have in that build, it's 1800 times the amount of damage that you're dealt. Uh, divided by your maximum HP is your CE loss. And that actually becomes a very small number at the end of the day. Like usually if you get hit for about 150 and you have about 3k uh, defense um, before, you know, your plus 70 reduces it further, you're only losing about 80 CE, um, which, you know, is, is a lot if you're a DD, but if you're constantly spamming things like blank gaze, you know, uh, uh, you need to get hit for like four of those attacks before you negate your blank gaze. And again, that's before enemy correction on either the plus enemy on blank gaze or the plus enemy on your on your actual reductions and stuff. So the more plus HP you have, the less hate that you lose. But the problem with having a bunch of plus HP gear um, past that point is you're not really getting a lot of return out of it. Like you might you might be going from like 80 CE per hit down to like 60 CE per hit that's lost, you know, and, and that may seem great in the grand scheme of things, but what are you trading off in in placement of that are you trading off higher defense are you trading off um, magic evasion in your mid set um, other dt like you really want to keep in mind why you have plus hp and is it really necessary like are you really taking hits that hard and if you are maybe you should rethink your buffs like your mins and stuff so again we're recycling back to what we were talking about before like you want to make sure your buffs are proper and it, it generally if if all these things are great you only need about three to maybe 3.4k hp and this is actually a conversation Martel and I had, I think, like last week, very briefly. It's like, well, why are people gearing for HP? We've kind of just imposed this on ourselves. Um, it's better to have worthwhile gear in those slots, honestly. Yeah, and I think the one thing that stands out to me is a rune fencer, at least. And other jobs as well, like on Blue Mage, it happens as well, but not as severely as a rune does. Uh, tanking sets versus fast cast set. I mean, I keep Carmine Path D around just for the fact that it gives me like an extra 80 HP on a fast cast piece because fast cast pieces in this game do not have HP. I mean, a lot of jobs like, I don't know about Paladin. It probably has some better options. Well, actually, no, Paladin's fast cast is actually a it's bit of a, a corrupt. It's actually one of Paladin's, you know, poor, what, what's the word? I'm gonna, I don't want to say poor suit, but it's it's just, it's one of its weaknesses is the fact that it doesn't get good fast cast gear. I think even Martel yeah. switches to the, the Nibiru shield for fast cast in the past, at least. Yeah, you don't get interrupted, but you only have like 55 to maybe 60% fast cast in most situations. And Rune can cap, but the problem is your best HP piece is the plus three um, 
AF headpiece for about 100 HP and stuff, but you don't have any DT and your Taeon is low on defense. Yeah. And I mean, your body at least is Taeon, but just other pieces are just not great for HP. So no matter how great your Enmity set might have some extra HP in it from other things, uh, the Cryptic Earring has like 40 HP and stuff. And it's, then, but you just your fast cast set does not have it, and that's going to take your HP down constantly. Yes, it will. And I actually want to clear something up because there's a lot of idiots who um, get mad at tanks because they're HP slingshots. And obviously, you want to keep your HP high at all times just to prevent you from like taking severe damage or something. But I want to stress that unless you're in like a mid cast set where you're actively casting and you have like exposure to get hit while your HP is lower. That will cause you to bleed more enmity. You want to avoid that. But if you have to make a fast cast set that lowers your HP, um, but doesn't do so like unreasonably, like you're not dropping down to like 1800 HP or something. But if it like lowers your HP by about like five, 600, and like let's say you're dropping down to 2400 to cast something, you're not a baddie for doing that. You're making sure your spells are going. And when that's just your fast cast set causing that, you're in that for a fraction of a second before it goes back to your regular plus HP gear. Um, even though your HP slingshots like that, someone may be mad at you because their their healbot white mage decides to cure you. <laughs> dumb, um, but that does not mean that you're bad. That just means that they should be manually playing their white mage. Um, that actually has no negative effect on the party whatsoever when you do that. And frankly, having so spells to cast sooner is much more important. Anyway, I would be more concerned with the is. fact that I need to have some DT in that set, which a lot of people just focus on pure fast cast. I want to try and find a better way for my sets are not great on Bruin. I've been sitting and looking at them and just, I want to, I, I look at the, the community guy and I put stuff out and I end up making my sets a lot better because I'm thinking about them. And I don't think people mm -hmm. think about their sets. They might look at someone's set and put whatever they have in it, get whatever fast case they have, but I don't think they look at sets properly. And I think there might be a lot of people who are worrying about keeping their HP higher unnecessarily. You want to pay attention to it. You want to sit there and, yeah, I want to get some extra dies this month for my cape to get an extra 20 HP in my fast cast yeah. uh, versus the 60 I get naturally from whatever threads or whatever the hell gives it to you uh, from Ambuscade. But you don't want to sit there and, and go nuts about it, and you don't want to try and keep... Your HP slingshotting is not a problem. Uh, it's just damage you take is. So, yes. yeah, adding PDT-10 to a weapon skill piece in a tank is very important because... If you're getting hit by a lot of mobs and you're trying to, one, kill something to speed things up, or perhaps you're trying to keep enmity on a mob and have adds an ambuscade or a master trial or something, that PDT-10 is much more important for, one, to do your job and to, two, take less. Uh, I mean, because I see my job also is not just holding mobs. I see it as also to be engaging in the fight if I can do... Because on Rune Fencer, it's much more different than on Paladin. I have the ability to put out good damage with a fully augmented uh, apple tree, you can put out really solid demediations, open up skill chains, close, etc., kill a mob, keep better CE than a paladin can. Now that a paladin can't do that, just, you know, I'm concerned with that. And I think a lot of people don't even consider putting PDT, PDT on their weapon skill cape from Ambuscade because, well, it's on my TP set, it's on my DT set, I don't need to worry about that. But you do need to put those things in certain sets as a tank just to... I mean, you need to keep CE beyond spamming blank A sometimes. It's just, it's more constructive overall. Yeah, it is. And when it comes to, um, like, as someone who plays a healer too, like, when I when I watch a, when I watch someone, like, swap gear appropriately, I see that they still hold hate and everything. And what I'll do is I'll actually watch their max HP 
Like I'll pay attention to when that number is yellow and when that number is white, when it's around like 24, 2200. So I know if it's like a mid cast issue causing anything, um, I'll pay attention to that. And like, I'll say something to them if like they have mid casts that have like really weird low HPs and stuff. And I, cause that would tell me that, Hey, maybe you're not wearing the right gear. You know, maybe you don't have like the right DT sets on as well, because if you've neglected HP, maybe you're also neglecting DT and it's an opportunity for a tank to become stronger. If you just let them know, it doesn't mean you need to tell them you're bad. They're bad or anything. It just means that, Hey, this is where I can take a look at the tank I'm playing with, and see if I can help improve them in some way. I so. mean, I like casting regen more on my rune fencer because I can get a, better regen uh, than a white mage will give me, frankly, because I have regen potency gear and I trust myself more and I trust the white mage. But <laughs> frankly, a lot of people don't cast regen on their tanks and that will take care of a lot of the problems of, of the HP swapping. Absolutely, yeah. It, it just takes care of itself and it's it's honestly just really good damage mitigation anyway, because I mean, your, your tank is still going to take like double digit damage most of the time against most content, if buffed properly. And most regens will just gen it back almost immediately like that's when your tanks actually start looking in more invincible it's not because they're taking zero a lot of times they will take zero but you can guarantee that that's the case just by keeping the proper buffs on and you know regen goes a long way like you won't see the enmity bleed at that rate but it also won't cause anyone to raise an eyebrow and be like hey is this tank bad because he's in yellow do you want to talk about sub jobs and close this out here at the last points in your outline here yeah i i can um, so sub jobs, I'm just going to do a lot quicker than I have written out here. Um, don't always sub blue. Sub blue is not always the answer. Um, honestly, if you're not keeping this is AoE news, Fox, this is news. The presses yeah, are absolutely. hot. So don't always sub blue. Okay. Yeah. Don't always sub blue. And why? Um, I've found in most situations sub dark is a lot more meaningful as a sub job. As a paladin or cause on rune, I've used it for last resort, Patata and do a bunch of DPS and, and keep hating yeah. and kill things. But Every time about Paladin, I don't know about that. I mean, you get Poisonga, but you already have Banishka. Uh, I don't know. Well, um, let's look at what Poisonga and Banishka do. I mean, obviously, Banishka does damage. Yes, and you're likely going to get resisted when it comes to Poison. Uh, so that's not that big of a deal. Um, the main drawback to going sub-blue in events, especially events that are spread out like Dynamis, is that um, if you're sub-blue, you only have like an 8-yalm range, best-case scenario, of being able to tag the mobs around you, which means that you have to run around a lot. Running around a lot is an awful idea as a tank because that will cause your DDs to get really pissed off. If you can hold still and let them actually hit things, then the mobs around you will actually die instead of making them lose their TP and making them chase the tank around like some sort of idiot. Never have You should never have to, ch to hit chase the tank. That's just foolish. If your tank is doing that, then they are fucking wrong and dumb. And they should not be doing that. Fortunately, in so, Ambuscade, everything is hate, so you don't have to worry about sub Dark Knight there. Yeah, so so yeah, in Ambuscade, you know, use whatever sub is most conducive to your enmity strategy. So if it's sub Dark, if you're on Rune Fencer, feel free to spin to win, man. Do hey, your demediations and you know what's great about sub Dark Knight Nomen? What's that? Circle oh, effects. Oh, the killer. Oh yeah, yeah killer effect. Well, the killer too, but the circle effect. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, yeah on Paladin, makes Rune great is you can fully. DD tank on rune and properly do tons of damage with resolution spam because of the circle and everything going on, you can actually be really, really... That that makes me feel like the best rune ever is when I can go to an omen boss with full boss. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's obviously great. Well, yeah. I mean, but Paladin can't do that. That's true. I have to um, feel adequate in some ways, Fox. I only <laughs> have rune fencer and I don't want to gear Paladin. 
And Rufus is totally fine. Like, I know Rune it Fencher is. I know it is. But I gotta, up. I gotta have special moments in my life here. Okay. I was, dude. I was a Rune Fencer before I was a Paladin. Oh, oh, I was a Rune Fencer. He says, like, like, like I used to be that way, and then I learned. Yeah, kind of. So, <laughs> <laughs> either way, is fine, folks. But uh, when it comes to, to uh, Paladin, actually, um, it's acceptable to sub dark. Um, for that same reason, you, you can actually just post up in a good spot. And you can just tag all the poles with poison gun, and then follow it up with like a job ability or like curing many people. On Paladin. But you do when you sub Dark Knight. Well, you have to cancel Solitaire um, pretty quick. Well, you don't even have to be engaged on Paladin though. Yeah, but I'm saying you have to cancel Solitaire pretty quick, and you have last resort, and then you're out of job ability. It's still two more though. It's two more that sub blue wouldn't have provided. True. Um, you sure you can spam AOE hate and stuff? But let's true. look at a. Let's look at a, an event like Dynamis, though. Like, how much hate do you actually need to build on mobs that are getting one shot? You pretty much just have to stop the first few hits of the TP phase from the from the DDs from getting hit, and then they just weapon skill and move on to the next mob. Like, I mean, generally, a lot of people hearing die. that are probably going to say one shot. I don't one shot the mobs. I two shot them with a skill chain. I mean, still. Okay, so you two shot them. Maybe the mob turns at you, but then you 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 hit them again. See, and then the problem is too is going to be pull speed. If you're pulling pretty quickly in in dynamis or divergence, we should call it because that's what it is. Your your two yeah. JAs there are not going to be enough. It's why foil is so popular with Runefencer. Well, it lets you yes, and foil is still superior. But right now we're trying to to mitigate you know the deficiencies that a paladin would have. And what paladins complain the most about because they're always like, "Oh well, I want Flashka. I never run into this problem when I'm taking on pal on on paladin. I just I just never do." And well, they want a lot Flashka of it because just... of Blue Mage's narrow AOE that they're trying to use. Primarily, I imagine Flashka is one in diversions. Yes, and Flashka would be great, but there are ways of working around it with the tools we actively do have instead of wishing for things that SE aren't isn't going to give us. But you don't know that, folks. Maybe SE. Yeah, well, is that helping you right now, though? Maybe Nexon will make a remake of the game with Flashka always canceled. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. Don't move around. Cast Poison Gun at a distance. And then just cement your hate with one of those JAs because it's it's immediate. You're not going to have to like worry about as much of the lockout as like casting a spell would. And then go back about your business um, with the rest of the spells that you would be casting. It gives you an extra stun as well. Um, so it basically will allow you to stun. It will allow you to, um, to, you know, stun backed up with flash. It gives you an extra job ability stun. If you really want to go deep and swap weapons momentarily. I'm not going to uh, doubt the virtues of sub dark and paladin because it does certainly have its uses in places, but in divergence, I don't see any link shell that's going to be like, yeah, the paladin's going to be able to poison gun and keep hate like a rune fencer would with how fast a lot of these groups, even pug. I mean, pugs are a disaster for divergence, I find. But, well, most are. Some are well, very, the, the very good. The faster they are, the more reasonable it is. Yes. Well, well, I mean, at that point, once you're at a JA's after a couple pulls in that zone, you're really not doing anything on Paladin to get hate after claiming mobs. Well, yeah, but you don't need to. That, that's that's what I'm arguing. Well, the D is just going to have the mobs then. If you do Poison Gun and don't have a JA ready, the mobs are going to go everywhere after mages and everything. Well, you can still you can still use the job abilities like spread out. So okay, so here's the thing: you don't pull a statue at a time. Like you aren't going to poison a single statue, and then use job ability. Like you'll usually get three at a time, or like a cluster of them yeah. that are in like an area. And then if you tag everything in there and then use a job ability, it cements enough of it on you to where you can continue about your business and still be fine. Rampart, for example, is up like once every three minutes. 
Um, Sentinel, I think, is on just about the same timer. Uh, you have like Palisade, which almost never needs to be used. It's on a bit of a longer timer, but if you if you just keep cycling these things, Last Resort is is up um, has a pretty good uptime as well. You can almost just balance the uptime of, of Last Resort and Rampart. Um, you yeah, can Palisade's recast is five minutes. It's not that bad. Yeah, and if you're doing all this with plus Emnity, it's not generating a lot of Emnity. It's generating enough Emnity. That's what matters. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because I don't play Paladin enough to be like, yeah, I got Palisade, yeah, I got Rampart, yeah, I got Sentinel. I don't have that in the back of my mind. I just think of Paladin has Sentinel and has almost nothing else after that. Because and it's it's just being smart only, about it. Yeah. So actually, yeah, because even Palisade every five minutes, it's five minutes, but now you have Last Resort, you have Soul Eater, you have Palisade, you have Sentinel, you have uh, Rampart. I mean, that's actually quite a amount of abilities there. So now that I think about it and break it down, that's actually not that bad. It might not be as efficient for a group, uh, you know, cutting through diversions like butter as poison gut foil might be, because foil is only Correct. just enough enmity as well. But it's not like Paladin's out of the game here. And if you're like me and only have Paladin as I only have Rune, you're not out of the game and out of the event here. That's actually, you know, it it took some talking for you to convince me there by saying Palisade, and I'm like, oh wait, Paladin has an ability called Palisade. I didn't even think about that. It's just it's it's about establishing enough hate, not yep. all the hate forever. And what I see a lot of paladins specifically do wrong, along with other tanks, is they'll sit there and they'll just blow job abilities. Like that, you can save them to use them defensively, and you actually should think about which ones you should save. But you can even use a very very long winded rotation based on the average rate that your group pulls, so you can get into kind of a flow. And you only need to build enough hate to to bridge the gap from when those mobs die to the next pull that takes place and you don't paladin, need to tank them like they're an nm paladin gets better emity gear than rune fencer efficient uh, effectively because yeah uh, apple tree is great but paladin overall gets better emity gear as it should in my opinion but palisade for that timer it, it is five minutes it is, it is a bit of time but that is better emity than foil by far it is a provoke and it is you know so it's 1800 volatile emity but it's also 900 ce which is pretty damn high 900 is really good, plus all your Emony gear on top of that. And you can still even fall back on Banishka and go like sub Rune Fencer if you want. If you want like JAs with more solid Emony values. Um, because you still have access to Swordplay, you have access to. Uh, yeah, you can actually change that, actually. Yeah. You get Swordplay, Flug, and Valation. And Valation would also, well, I mean, it doesn't, it's not going to give you the fast cast you get, a Rune Fencer would get, but. But it's a self target JA that plants enough hate for you to do your job on fodder. Oh, absolutely. So even, yep. I mean, yeah, even then in diversions, the problem would be waking things up. But if it's wave one and you're running through that, Banishka would be more effective sub rune fencer. I don't think it's a big problem, frankly. As long as you wake things up and have enmity, they can be one, reslept, or two, you can coordinate and do Banishka, then resleep them, or sleep them the first time instead of having to resleep them. I mean, you could coordinate that. You don't even have to be sub dark knight. Sub rune fencer might even be more effective for a paladin. And you know what else is cute? Um, if you Ooh, cute. want to, oh yeah, uh, you can actually go in sub monk as well. Ooh, okay. now, now my nipples are a bit perked here. So folks. if you're still in the same camp where, and I haven't done sub monk, I, I've not in Dynamis, like I've done it in like other things, like I've done it in Omen, and it, it's worked out really well. Uh, again, this is under the theory that you need to generate just enough hate to get the um, to get the uh, the alliance past the fodder that exists without being overwhelmed by it. So you just need to keep enough for them to kill something and move on. Um, you're not trying to like build up hate like it's against an NM or something because that's done differently. 
But with Monk, you get access to a shit ton of self-target job buffs that all give you about 300-ish VE. And they don't give you like CE buffs or anything, but as long as everyone's killing quickly, and this is dependent on your group, if you tag everything and you use like one, maybe two of those job abilities, um, you can still keep stuff off of you and it'll still give you, you know, the other benefits of being sub monk. Like it can give you a counter rate for if it matters. Like, are you using Aegis? Well, you know, I didn't want to make this a, a Paladin episode, but these are just oh, kind of ideas. Blue Mage too. It's been about Paladin. It's been about Rune. I think it's covered the big three and Ninja as well. I think, and no Puppet Master yeah. could have done a tank. I think it's covered a lot of tanking and enemy mechanics in general. It's not just about Paladin. We're covering all these things as they go in depth here. Yeah, we may go down a Paladin path or a Rune Fencer path, but it's it's important to party construction and general gameplay and understanding how to make the most of everything. So it's not like it's yeah. about one thing or the other here. And I don't want people to blow it out of proportion and say, well, you know, Paladin Sub Monk isn't going to hold the same kind of hate that Paladin Sub Dark is. And they're probably right. Well, frankly, it's just another it's option that you can try. Um, it's it's not bad. Like, if you're using Aegis primarily, you're not really getting anything out of the block rate on that shield. And you might as well couple Monk's ability to provide, you know, small amounts of hate against fodder. Uh, if for whatever reason you're tank, you're trying to super tank it in Aegis. I can't imagine why, but I'm just being my own devil's advocate. Um, you would you never can still do it. Use okay, that's why you'd never do it. Yeah. But you can, you, but you can still at least have this idea floating around where if it came up, you could do it, right? And you know, a lot of people rule stuff out because it's weird. But as long as it's weird, backed up by some sort of like tangible mechanic that you're wrapping around it, and you're in your understanding, you can at least approach the content with that in mind and potentially use it to its benefit. Like a lot of people up to like two, maybe three weeks ago would have scoffed at Blue Mages being able to evasion tank Odyssey. Well, I, I think, yeah, because people don't talk about evasion tanking, but I mean, we've been talking right. about it for a while between just Thief and Diversions. The amount of evasion you can get in this game now with gear and everything, because everything is gear dependent in this game. The level cap is 99. The item level cap is currently still 119, but that's the point. The cap is still 99, so everything is gear dependent. I mean, you can make or break entire ideas or, or runs or builds or anything. Sealed Fate, for example, is gear dependent. I mean, whether you're doing a subtle blow run there or you're doing anything else, that is entirely gear dependent based on how you approach that. And, and you know, evasion tanking as well on any job in this game is now. Because you can do it with Nayama, you can do it on any job in this game now. It may not be mm -hmm. as efficient, and for diversions, for example, in Wave 2, those are a lot higher of a bar to clear, and Nayame alone will not get you there. Uh, especially Nayame and buffs alone will not get you there. You get to be certain jobs at that point, in my opinion, for NMs and everything else that are much higher of a bar. But gear is, is the way to clear here. Yeah, but just keep your mind open about it and be okay to be wrong. Like, sub-monk is not always... It's, in fact, it's almost never going to be useful going sub-monk on Paladin. But just know that it's a possibility. Um, you're not always going to sub rune or sub dark either, and in a lot of situations, sub blue is good. But you got to think about why you're using those sub jobs. In an event like Dynamis, where everything's spread out, do you want your tank moving around? No. Then why not use a ranged ability to establish hate and then pull it in with a job ability? Like that's the kind of idea and the understanding of how the mechanics work that I'm trying to instill in people with this conversation. It's it's to make sure that people can like approach things with a brain instead of approaching things from their easy bake oven where they've just like looked at you know, whatever's going on on the internet and going, this is the right set because someone said so. You know, if we want to go down sub monk for a second, getting counter on tank jobs is not a bad thing. Paladin, for example, gets a lot of counter plus gear. Yeah. 
In fact, my build with Aegis on Paladin has 30% counter before sub monk. And that's to emulate what a rune fencer gets. Um, for uh, for Incartata, it's not quite the same value, but just passively getting some sort of incoming damage mitigation when you absolutely have to use that terrible shield um, and have no block rate, you might as well have another way to try to mitigate it as though you know you had something more useful. So there's a so lot of accuracy have... plus gear now for tanks. Sakpata alone gives yeah, you a lot of Yeah, it uses a lot of Sakpata. Yeah, and, and so anyone doesn't know counter, you have to have an accuracy check first. So if you have floored accuracy, counter is worthless which is another reason it's been for historically shunned for tanking roles because you don't have accuracy <laughs> for that. You can't use counter. It's just not going to proc. Um, but for example, the, uh, what is it? The, of uh, the abbreviation curious or whatever for Paladin. Um, I mean, warrior and dark naked <laughs> as well, but that's counter plus six in a body that has Emity plus and PDT eight. That is a great piece to make any counter build with. And well, yeah. Sakpata's breastplate wants, or not Sakpata's, but Sacro breastplate wants it to hold its beer, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Sacro breastplate. I was thinking of just the uh, yeah. yeah Sacro is fifteen. Yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. Never mind. And and they're the same jobs yeah. get it. Plus Dragoon gets it, and Samurai and Beastmaster, and yeah, never it's... mind. Sacro breastplate exists in this game now, but at least that right. piece has enmity on it, so it's not the worst thing in the world. Then no, it's it's definitely not. But, but I mean, if you if you combine these pieces that are naturally synergistic with what you're trying to do on the job, like Sacro Breastplate has great magic evasion as is. It has decent HP and it has counter on it. I mean, on top of regen, but I mean, regen is what it is, but it, it has counter, right? So it's very easy to put counter on a cape. And it's also very easy to put counter on, I believe it's the leg slot um, or no, it's the foot slot that has counter on it on Sacpatas. I think. Yeah, Sacro has much um, better HP plus as well and magic evasion, but you do get much more enmity on the body for obviation. but there's all these there's all these low risk synergistic slots though with the same idea like you're wearing an aegis because you're mitigating magic damage well all of these are very high magic evasion pieces that are, have really nice dt and decent hp and then you're also getting counter for free so you might as well shore up a weakness of a shield that is historically known as the bad block shield you know i didn't even think about it too but the Emity Earring, I put Encounter on Auction House here to pick it up. The Emity Earring, that when I carry all the jobs already, Cryptic Earring has Counter yep. plus three on it. And you use that for Emity and HP already. And if we have to go into Blue and Mage again, cluster. Blue Mage gets Orcish Counter Stance, which is awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, I had so much fun with that when I had a, uh, a Blue Mage uh, uh, diffusion that onto my monk. Oh, man. I it was gross. I wish Diffusion was five minutes because it would really enhance Blue Mage as a support role here, besides just being a, a second-rate DD. Because it's not oh. any... It, it, the game has changed at this point based on gear, where Blue Mage is not a DD compared to Dark Knight Warrior. It never was, but the difference, in my opinion, is much more pronounced now. When I go on Blue Mage and I have my R15 fully buffed out with uh, Thebron in the offhand, I'm not one-shotting mobs like the other DDs are. They right. are one-shotting mobs. I am not doing that on Blue Mage. Not even close. And it's not like my set's terrible. I'm not a complete idiot. I'm I'm just a little dumb. But I just I'm not Ooh. doing the DPS these other heavy jobs are that you bring to clear these mobs out. So it would be really nice if Blue Mage could provide those buffs on a lower timer than ten minutes. And when you hybridize rolls, you don't really need to either. Like that Blue Mage can still do the damage that it needs to do. It doesn't need to be a heavy DPS because it's also providing like the cures for the party or, you know, very specific debuffs uh, that are needed for the group or, or it's like, or, or in fact, it's cruel joking entire polls. Oh, absolutely. Because last time I was in it has Odyssey, the greatest kill count in all of Odyssey. Last time I was in Odyssey, I got 
props from the the on Blue Mage, props from the the leader because it's like you held that run together, and I didn't think I did, but I was there taking aggro, using occultation, using cure on people because the Dark Knight was getting her ass kicked, just getting killed several times, and I was using cure. I was running out, and you know if anything went wrong, I was you know taking Emity if I needed to, and just that was super important and hybridizing was important, but they don't put a value on that. They just see I'm not one shotting mobs, even though I'm doing enough to two shot. Exactly. Cause I, you're, you're filling a DD slot, but that's where the party mindset is incorrect. So like if you're, if you're paying attention to, to what you need to do for the run and therefore the mechanics of the run, then you can decide what you can do on your job to smooth it out. Like you and jobs like blue mage and, and jobs like ninja, like they, they shine not because they can do damage. Like they do damage just fine, honestly. They get the job done. But you also get jobs that are that are hardy and can fill more roles at once when you need them to fill roles. And that's what you should be looking at when you're when you're approaching um, a build for a party to abuse the mechanics that you can abuse that are in that fight, so to speak. So we covered monk, rune, dark knight, ninja. I guess is that it. <laughs> Well, I, again, it's not about covering jobs, and well, no, no, I don't want to keep going on. We're in a, this is a sub-job section. Oh! Yeah, to round it all oh, out. Oh, yeah. Hi, hi, Tangent, we're here. Well, I mean, no, it was a very good Tangent, frankly. Screw anyone who doesn't agree. Um, and, I mean, people ask about Sub-Warrior. I see people Sub-Warrior on tanks a lot. Don't use it for Provoke. Use it because you have a different thing in mind. Use it for Fencer Bonus. Use it for Double Attack. Use it for Berserk. Um, but have a clear goal in mind for why you want a sub job. Like, don't just use it because you think that's a hate tool. Because chances are, you can sub Dark Knight and build hate faster than sub Warrior. Frankly, I don't like sub Warrior and Shoal, for example, because oh. I don't want to take that defense hit. It is very noticeable there. I don't want to take that defense hit from Berserk. Uh, yeah. For example, floor three today in the Odyssey run I joined, the samurai died, and his response was, you know, maybe I shouldn't be using Berserk in here. And I go, you think? Well, yeah, it's content that cares about the mobs pdf against you. You're lowering your defense. He got molly whopped because he used Berserk. I did. I bet he took like an eight, six, eight hundred damage hit. Probably. You, you, That's my the guess. Hits get that high in there. If you get a multi-hit, because most mobs in this game are warrior, they do have double or attack. Just a melee attack. Yeah, just you're, you're taking twelve hundred in, in in one round there because you're yeah. going no DT Berserk and, and full buffs here. You gotta know your enemy. Oh, and. And one last thing also, uh, I mean, like, well, sub jobs are, again, use what, what you need. Obviously, you aren't subbing core. You know, sub roles are terrible. Um, it's based off your, your level Avengers role is awesome. Eh, yeah, but I mean, it's at half potency is the problem. Well, no, you wouldn't have Avengers role sub Corsair, but without any role plus, which definitely role plus would add to it, a lucky number on that is 14% counter. So I'm sure a role plus would make it like 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, but what, what I'm trying to say is, like, keep an open mind towards subbing weird stuff, but approach it with your brain. <laughs> Don't just, you know, sub things because the idea sounds great. It's like, well, figure out exactly what it's going to benefit you by subbing it. Wow. Find out the exact way that works and then approach it. We Otherwise, you someone, might be subbing pub. We know someone that gets those ideas and thinks they're the most coolest thing in the world and they sound great in their head. Yeah. And, and when we talk about them, they sound really great. But when they go and do them, it's not so great. That's because once you have an idea like that, you need to actually research how it works. Oh, and well, I mean, couldn't you just do it? I mean, it works in your head. Yeah, I mean, and you can also die and you know waste everybody's time, too. I mean, you could just think about that and not build around it and say it's cool. And also, okay, so while tanking, and this is not a mechanic, but 
if you have access to voice or even just to be able to type things, which is unfortunately how you have to do a lot of pickup groups, but if you have access to voice and stuff, either way, use your words. If you are tanking, you are usually setting the tempo of the run because you are allowing people around you to not die. And if you tell people like, hey, I don't have hate on X yet. I'm basically still in super tank mode. I'll let you know when to sleep it, stuff like that. You won't have the overachievers who want to run out and sleep as fast as they can in order to you know, make people think they're doing their job as effectively as possible. Like the people who listen are the ones that make the runs the smoothest. And if you use your words to communicate what you need and to tell people what they need to attack, the run is so much smoother. Um, yeah. When I'm when I'm on Paladin, I'm almost always telling people, hey, you need to do exactly this because this is how I've established hate on things. Except I don't mention that part. Like it sounds like I'm just barking orders, but the reason for it is this is how I've established hate on things. Um, these are the mobs that, you know, you guys should be fighting. And therefore, I'm also aiming our debuffs at it. Like our red mage now has a purpose on what to what to debuff instead of picking at random. And it just makes it more smooth. Like if you Everyone if requires coordination. Bad, exactly. And you're the best role to actually do it. So it's not a game mechanic, but it is a mechanic of tanking in general. Like you, you should be the one coordinating the group. If your healer is bad, you tell them exactly what they need. They, they can't learn unless you tell them how they can fix it you know if they're bad afterwards well then maybe you should replace them but you you can't ha you can't just expect people to give you what they don't know you need um if you vocalize it then you you are then setting like basically the bar for what is required to make the run successful and carry medicine and make sure other people carry medicine yeah remedies are super important you get them for free a stack of them every month from ambuscade get them love them keep six stacks of them if you have the room to do it you should honestly because mm -hmm. it's that important I think I, I see Hayden do it occasionally. I think Abject is the only person in my group who acts medicine off. Like even my group that, that's very well oiled. Like we do things together all the time. And we understand how each other work. We're a great group. But even my group doesn't use like medicine as often as I would like them to. And it would and if anyone does that, it actually makes the run so much more smooth because the healer is gonna try to get to you, but they can't multicast. And that's the problem. Well, I think you need to have a Yagrush White Mage for your Shoal Sea run so they can multicast. Matter that white ma that Yagrush White Mage is gonna be AoE removing status cure or status effects on you. But at the same time, that AoE status cure is not going to heal you either. My problem is I wish Panaceas didn't cost so much because I don't merc in this game, therefore I don't right. have infinite guild to throw up Panaceas, and Panaceas cost quite a bit. It's like twenty K or something from the NPC per and it, the auction house is no better. It's like half a, a quarter of a mil per stack. At least I'm not gonna lie. Way. A lot of my gill goes towards fantasies. Yeah, yeah. It's painful. And I'm at the point too, especially with these show runs, because I want segments, because I want to get, uh, you know, a capped Koisty Bodar ammo, a, you know, other things oh, yeah. in this game. I've never even, I don't even have to clear for that. I haven't had the ammo. I don't have to clear for it. But I need to have segments to do that. And I'm joining these runs to get segments to do that. And because Vimtork plus one is really awesome. It's really, really, really awesome. I mean, it's augmented R15 is super awesome, is what I mean. Um, but I'm at the point where I want to join voice in these groups because they're just really, really, really bad. And they're even talking about, like, we're in Discord, and it's like, well, can I join so I can communicate with you guys? Because the amount of, <laughs> the amount of cohesion in these groups, I'm really glad that certain things aren't working as they did in the past, where you can't just run in, face roll, and exit. Like, you're going to get much more out of a shoal run if you're coordinating with people and talking with them. 
I went into a run today, Fox, as I've talked about. I've run into a couple runs the past few days. And for 40 seconds or maybe even a minute, more like 45 seconds, we stood around on floor one, the portal. And I'm standing there after I cleared all the Chigos and everything around the portal. And I'm standing there thinking the leader's going to pop because the leader shouted, the leader shouted to pop, right? And I stand there and then I get question mark. And everyone's standing there and I go, are we not fighting the NM? Are we? And, and we're just wasting time oh, no. standing there. It's a thirty-minute event, and we've just wasted almost a minute yeah, standing there because no one said a word. Yeah, you have to set expectations too. Like that part's up to the party leader. I can understand the party leader passing after the tank for like the maneuvering of the stuff, but yeah, at the very least, you need to make sure people understand what you're fighting in that content too. Like it's not just a given that you're just going to crush everything on the way up. Like there's even some families you just don't fight at all. Like, don't fight Amortats. It's a bad idea. Sure, you might be able to insta-kill them, clots. but the first time someone clots, yeah, the first time someone gets a full dispel, they're going to know that their soul voice songs are gone. It's a full steal, too. Amatrats are it's just, they, they full steal, so they're taking everything, and they will just rape your face. Yeah, purgation from uh, soul flares. Like, there's a whole bunch them? of families you avoid. Uh, it should. I mean, because a blue mage in that, or even just leg sweep. Probably eliminate. It wouldn't be as quick as raping all of them, but just having that, they die quick oh. enough where that should really work. That's true. And well, part of the problem is coordination. coordinating. Well, what everyone's attacking too. So like, uh, it's the idea of using an assist as well. And you know, who's going to be that assist? That I don't think people know if you type slash assist person's they name, don't. you will get the target they're fighting. If you're locked on, you I will am. not. But I mean, I don't think people really know that in general because it's not. I gotta put those on the one that's happened. Guide. Yeah, that's like something from like the old Dynamis days. Yeah. Like that's not something people do now. Even I mean, sometimes you see people say it in divergence runs, but you don't really Yeah, but they don't actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. I had when I'm looking yeah, at pup macros, they're so old besides having pieces of gear to change in the macro. I have an assist macro. It was like person's name assist, wait one, deploy puppet, or whatever. I'm like, oh man, it's been a while. Oh man. They're really yeah, just, just use your use your words though. Like I've seen a lot of situations where I'm not the tank, but the tank won't tell people, "Hey, I don't have hate on these mobs." Like that's the biggest thing, especially in Odyssey. Like if they don't have if they haven't established hate on the mobs yet for whatever reason, like the bard doesn't always know that they haven't done it. Like a lot of times they'll see them start to cast and they'll just assume they have SIR gear and that the spell went off. But sometimes they'll get interrupted and then the bard will start casting, trying to be as efficient as possible. Like being able to verbally communicate, "Hey, don't cast yet." is a much more concise check to make sure that people don't screw things up. And it's it's not the Bard's fault in that situation. Um, it would be the tanks because they didn't communicate what's going on with the enmity in that poll. You know, um, part of the reason I love being Blue Mage is because I'm self-sufficient. I mean, I'm yeah, not... I'm, yeah, I, I don't have to worry about someone not giving me haste. Because I've had runs, too, where Soul Voice wears off. It's happened more than once. I talked about it last time where Soul Voice wore off and they were only giving one march. It's happened more than once. It happened recently again, more than once. It is so beautiful having two to three entombs and two to three deep dream flowers in addition to Horde Lullaby on every run. Having two saying, to three blue mages on a bard is amazing. I'm just saying being able to cast haste because the bot isn't casting haste on me. Oh, yeah, that's also sad and true. It's, I, it's just, I can only say it so many times how disappointing this game has become where everyone goes it's acceptable to bring a mule on a bot and not have it haste and not have it be able to react, and having it cure when someone swaps HP gear from fast cast, and just, it's so frustrating, but I, I become so jaded on Blue Mage that I love it so much for this reason. I can cure myself, I can cure other people if I need to, I can haste myself, 
and I don't have to give a shit about how dysfunctional my group is because I'm capping my haste with Mighty Guard. I can cure myself. I can give myself more accuracy with traits. I can just, and I can, I, sometimes I just don't care and I will let the entire group die that I'm in and let the whole run fail because I'm like, you guys suck and I'm just going to let you guys fail. But it's just Honestly, very nice to be on Blue Mage and not have to worry about everything else. With the stuff, with the cool things, the cool, interesting things that I've been doing on Blue Mage recently, I've actually fallen off the pup wagon and onto the blue wagon. I'm still really working on pup. I was doing my Teon augments today. Nice, nice. Well, it's still great. I mean, I'm sure it's still fun, but I mean, just, I think Blue Mage is just more my speed. Well, it's everyone's speed. You just don't know how great it is until your group makes it the keystone. <laughs> it can be the keystone right. of any group. It is not the star. It just keeps the group together from breaking up. It's a secret Blue Mage episode. Oh, well, I mean, it's been Paladin episode. It's been a Rune Fencer episode. But yeah, just uh, just make sure you're you're approaching things with your brain and tanking should fall in light. Um, I'm going to try to convince Spicy to to uh, make this into a, a, a three-part episode with, uh, like we originally discussed, you know, with the DD mechanics followed by the support mechanics. And I want them all to tie into each other. So that's kind of the idea. That's why I'm giving people's perspective from like a DD point of view in this episode, as well as from like a support point of view. But it's primarily focused on tanks. I'm gonna try to do that in the rest of the episodes too, as we get along to the around to this trilogy. So, I mean, based on how bad and I mean janky our intro was here, I don't know if anyone listening to our intro here, not just the whalers on the moon, but just how we're <laughs> kind of like, so how 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 are you? I mean, as opposed to how we usually roll into it, which is my fault. But I don't know if they're gonna want to listen to the whole trilogy at this point, Fox. I mean, most people tune out right. after forty seconds. I don't know. Maybe we should respect their time or something. <laughs> I give a shit if our, our intro is janky. Yeah, I mean... If, if anything, it's because we do everything in one take anyway. Yeah, it is. This time, I was not going to rehash last time of I'm enjoying take one of this episode. This is the real shit. Ooh, Marilyn Manson, we're going there, huh? Yeah. Well, actually, it's the new shit, awkward. but never mind. Oh, that's true, actually. So, I think well, we covered you- everything in this episode. Yeah, I think we're good to go. And um, here, I was worried we wouldn't have enough. I'm like, are we going to have enough for even an hour if we talk about just M&E Mechanics, Fox? And I'm like, well, hopefully you, our tangents fill it out. And absolutely, they did. You underestimate my ability to talk about the mechanics of jobs. Is this like a Star Wars prequel now? Oh, gross. But yeah. All right, man. Well, that was cool. Yeah, that was great. So I guess we want to do the normal things. Uh, someone posted to my Dragoon thread on BG, so I was super happy. My response was, someone's posting in my thread on BG. Well, they got but no one you know no one posts in our thread on bg for what the fuck environment anyway that's just me being sour uh you know i'm hoping we got our intro music going eventually i really really enjoy this and i mean we're gonna do a trilogy here but are we not doing this weekend uh the ultimate weapons with funk works and eric's well you know i i mean usually when trilogies are released they're like a year apart from each other so <laughs> I we got a R.R. Martin this thing. <laughs> no, Funkworks is the R.R. Martin of, of history of Von Adil here. He even has made the comment on the did you know about being R.R. Martin or whatever. It, it was it was great, and I've stuck with it ever since. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, I'll keep you updated. I might have something going on this this weekend, but I it, it's not set in stone, but it's something I may not be able to avoid. But I'll, I'll keep you updated. But I do want to do the episode um, that, that we had planned coming up. Um, yeah, just because I'm like I'm calling this a trilogy now does not mean we have to release it in succession. I would just like we're not to going to release in succession. I bet you that right now. Yeah, probably not. I'm not too worried about that either. I just want them to be cohesive if if listened to as a group is all. So join our Discord at WTF and 
deal. It's in the description. Join it or email us at the email address. You know, it's a, it's the name of the show at Gmail. So that's nice. We enjoyed the email. Thank you for the guy who pitied us and sent an email that we could read out loud. It was nice. I don't know your name in game. You're on some server. Maybe it's Cerberus. Maybe it's Sylph. Maybe it's uh, Quetzalcoatl because no one is on Quetzalcoatl. And Carbuncle, dead as dream. So maybe it's one of those servers. Maybe it's even Levi. No one. If it's not Odin Bombit or uh, Asura, it does not exist. So you're on one of those <laughs> non-three. Yes. Thanks for sending in the the feedback. Uh, we always appreciate it. And you know, feel free to to suggest things as well and join the Discord. Um, it's booming as always. Uh, lots of great discussions going on there. So we always like to have uh, more in the crowd, especially if you can't be on Azura and be able to talk to us directly. Go ahead and you know. Or a link show on Azura. Or Link Shell, yeah. Which got yeah, a big we, boost, you know, from all the people that came over from Lockstyle. Yeah, weird. I like filled it with people who needed homes who weren't like explained as to as to why they they suddenly didn't have a link shell. Yeah, yeah you know, common courtesy. Zillis doesn't leave It happens. Right. But anyway, um, we tried to I tried to find people homes, so they're good folks. All right. I think and that's yeah, uh, give that's the famous fun. fox see ya. <laughs> it, was, it was good talking to you again, spicy. Uh, <laughs> That's it. You're you're condensed now into a soundbite. See ya. Oh, see ya.